MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. So I have a series of stories here that kind of fall under the same umbrella. Oh, well then I know what it's time for, Preston. What is it time for? To debut the new entry Oh, into the world of Preston <laughs> Elliott's morning show characters. Okay. The Game Warden. The Game Warden. Yes, these stories all have to do with animals. We've been working on this for 20 seconds? Something like that. Yeah. I just realized I have like three stories that all involve animals. It seems like, well, we need a new character. The case is like, well, I got the music for it. And you said, let's call him the Game Warden. The Game Warden. And then uh, it was done. A done deal. We can go home now. That's how we roll. Yes. By the way, don't you miss this theme? I love this. I told you. I recorded this on my one of my first tape recorders, cassette recorders, because I loved it so much. I put together like themes that I love from television, yeah. and this was right there. This had to have come from a famous composer. This is from uh, National Geographic. Anyhow, a uh, story out of the Inquirer involving animals, and it's pretty messed up. And it uh, the, the Inquirer had interviewed a gentleman named Stephen uh, Mecca. Shevsky, who is a volunteer for Audubon, Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, apparently there was like a mass bird kill of sorts that took place this past Friday. And according to this guy, Stephen, the last he said the last time something like this happened was in 1948. And on Friday, an estimated 1,000 to 1,500 birds flew into buildings in a three and a half block radius of oh Center City overnight and into the early morning. Oh, no, really? Yeah. 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 I mean, remember it, I told you guys a little while back there yeah. was a mass migration that mm-hmm. was taking place. Yeah. I saw it. You did? Okay. Yeah, they were estimating millions of birds coming th- specifically through our area in the in the in the nighttime. On aren't on this planet aren't birds the largest living species? No, insects. Oh, oh insects. Yeah, okay, right. yeah. But birds are they're up there, I would imagine. Probably number two. I saw one uh, here, and Marissa did as well, and, and it was a larger bird. I, I didn't I didn't identify it. It had sort ostrich. of a, uh, It was not an ostrich. <laughs> it ran top speed into Philly Remember insurance. Remember that day <laughs> that an ostrich hit the building? Yeah. There's a goddamn ostrich out there. It dropped an egg right in front. No, it looked like a, a big woodpecker or something like that. It had a, a red patch on its head, um, okay. but there was no mistaking it, and it was you know it was right out front of our new entrance here at One Bala. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of sadness when you see something like that. Fifty. So fifteen hundred, and they, they were. There's a picture in the uh, the Enquirer of you know some of the dead birds collected. But this happens periodically. But they suggest in the article, Preston, that there were it was the the right slash wrong weather conditions and atmospheric conditions that That's promoted what this. Caused it? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Most likely, he said uh, that. Thousands and more had more likely perished elsewhere in the city as well. They just weren't accounted for. This is just a three and a half block radius. In three and a half blocks, fifteen hundred dead birds. Yeah, he oh himself God. collected four hundred b- birds between five and eight a.m. Uh, in the radius he regular covers, roughly spanning seventeenth to nineteenth streets between Market and JFK Boulevard. 
And he said there were so many I was picking up five at a time. They, right, were just, so- they were literally, and that doesn't include that the the, um, the the city sweeps up the uh, the streets early in the morning before commuters arrive. So they probably got a lot of them as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So are they crashing into? You said the buildings. Yeah. Right? Are, are they the? Like the really reflective buildings, so maybe they. They're, I don't know which buildings know. in particular, or what what the outsides of them were. You know, so it, it's not uncommon for birds to get distract or or confused. You say Preston, you have them occasionally fly into the basketball backdrop in your in your backyard, yeah, the yeah, backboard. The, yep, it happens. It's, it's transparent quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I hit a bird the other day. Oh, so did I. I. How, how high were you driving? I was uh, about <laughs> a thousand feet up. No, so I was just driving along, and it was a weird one in yeah. that I came up behind it and hit. It was flying away from away me. from you, and I rear-ended him. Essentially, it was a little bird. It was like a you know, like a finch or something Yay. like that. And uh, I was like, oh, oh man, it just ruins your day. Yeah, Doesn't one- it piss you off? And I literally, Kathy, I get angry. I'm driving along, and I'll see one dart like right in front of the car i'm like you have the sky that's what happened <laughs> to me the sky why are you flying it swoops down right why <laughs> i don't know it's exactly you like, have it. The like it sky. came it came out of nowhere it swooped down right in front of my car and mm-hmm. i mean and i heard like you know i was like clunk 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 it just, I hit it. It just like, ruins everything dude, that was your own fault <laughs> oh yeah Stupid this one's on you yeah that's on you bird kathy got out and clubbed a little kid to death in fact this past friday was one of the greatest days in Kathy's of Kathy's year. Yeah, she celebrated. <laughs> Thousands of birds Thank died. God clearing the sky. Listen, <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. Uh, if, if you're listening, Animal Welfare, I'd reopen in that investigation into Timmy. Uh. <laughs> oh. oh, Timmy. I think uh, there's enough data available right now that that wasn't an accident. Oh, it's a party. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, there were thousands that apparently they just, they flew into a roof. He, he can collect, uh, he can only collect so many birds because, like I said, the city workers sleep, uh, sweep up each morning. He said, we collected almost 100 birds on one small roof on this past Friday. I've, That's crazy. Uh, this, yeah. Some of them are so adorable. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to hopefully in this weekend coming up, go up to Hawk Mountain. Oh, I hope the weather is good and yeah, cooperates so with you. Uh, and, so, uh, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. No. I guess this guy goes around and, and it's part of his daily... No, he is a volunteer for the for Audubon, Pennsylvania. He goes around uh, because five days after it says here in the in the article, things return to normal, and Mackeshevsky uh, has collected no more than thirty two birds a morning. So I guess he goes around collecting dead birds. Yeah, he got to have a hobby. <laughs> uh, but apparently, so here they're guessing, Steve, that this is what took place. Uh, maybe weather events lined up for the worst uh, during what was likely the peak of migratory. Birds flight from Canada, Maine, upstate New York, and elsewhere towards Central and South America. A sudden plunge in temperatures yes. could have prompted the birds to start their flights en masse. Uh, what I wonder, Preston, is if uh, a full moon situation or a bright moon um, against the buildings, reflecting against the buildings, if that causes any optical illusions. Yeah. You know, a lot of times they say if a light is on in your house and they're drawn to the light um, and you have like glass doors, sliding doors, they'll, they'll collide with those. It happens. It's why in yeah. some in some harbor towns they'll tell the people in the evening to pull down their uh, shades okay. and their blinds because it does draw the birds in off the water. Okay, 
you know, I've I don't seen, know. I've, have you had one hit a window when you've been sitting in a house yes. or something yeah. like that? And it just breaks your heart. Yeah, and it scares you first. I call up like, Kathy. She gets a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> the one, it flew right into my glass, you know, the back glass lighting doors. Yeah. But he he got up and walked away or flew away because he wasn't <laughs> dead outside. <laughs> uh, See, he knew not to hang out at the house that yeah. murdered Timmy. <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Sue. Hi, Sue. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Sue? Good. So I work in Bucks County in Morrisville, and for the past couple of days, um, going to and from work, I've actually had to stop my car because there's thousands of birds just going back and forth across the road. Uh, it's almost like they're playing chicken with the cars going across. I hit yeah. one. Ah. Well, chicken's another whole story. <laughs> so would, would you... I had someone dig it out of my grill. Would you say, Sue, that that, that does it actually... Is it so um, uh, is it so many birds that it obscures your line of sight? No, it's just you see it happening, and, it, and I know if I keep driving, they're all going to fly into the side of my car. I got so you. Low, so I yeah. Stop. Yeah, um, and they're going back and forth and back and forth. It's like they're they're just uh, just going from one tree to the next. Huh. All right. Interesting. All right. Thank you. You know what's wild is when you see uh, uh, flocks of starlings. Starlings are unbelievable. When you'll see like a, just this dark flash in the sky. And, and, and moving it's, synchronously. It's, it's wild. It's incredible. And these are the kind of, of, of flocks that end up on radar. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a classical music set to this type of thing. It's hip, like for you, ASMR, Preston, that's, I'll, I'll use this to, um, to meditate. It looks, it looks like an optical effect. It yeah. looks like it looks like a, a, a CGI effect. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, and how does, like, do you think there's ever one that is the the leader? Come on, keep up. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a weird crowd type of um, how do they mob all mentality do that? Yeah. 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 All right. Anyhow, uh, I do have some other stuff from the game board. All animal stories. By the way, okay. So the composer of the National Geographic thing was Elmer Bernstein. The great Elmer Bernstein. Yeah, so the Ten Commandments, yes. the Magnificent Seven, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Great Escape. I mean, I On the waterfront. Airplane. Yes. He did. Oh, no kidding. Animal House. Even the movie, the, he- the movie Heavy Metal, Ghostbusters, Cape Fear, Wild Wild West, all this stuff. So he's the guy that brought us this. So there you go. I knew it had to be somebody. It was way up there. All right. Uh, maybe you guys saw the video of this, but uh, CNN's Joe Johns was doing coverage at the White House, and a raccoon kept uh, antagonizing him, and it was hilarious. It was hilarious, because yeah. he's, he's getting ready to go on, and we have the audio, which is a little hard to hear, but it's, uh, yeah, the raccoon keeps keeps coming out. He's like, he wants to get on. It's like a guy who stands in the back. Yeah, waving yeah the his drunk hands. guy at the yeah. Eagles game. Yeah, well, put, turn on your TV. Turn it on. Yeah, but he has to yell at Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's him. Yeah! Yeah! That's a full on. Raccoons, man. God, again, this is the second time. I think the trap's not working right. Raccoons are back. It always comes around right about when I'm going to go on TV. What's kind of what's your go-to? I mean, his was rah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ah. One of my favorites. Hey. 
is similar to that, of course, is the reporter down, I think it's in Atlanta or is it Georgia, where the bug flies into his oh, face. Yeah, he's awesome. like, that's it's the best because he's, uh, you know, and, and <laughs> Councilman so and so said that we're doing it. God, son of a bitch! One horse town! He's getting country ass town. Oh, yeah. He's Miami's country town. He's just going on and on. It's just the best thing And they, they rap. Yeah, they're yeah, gone. They're yeah, gone. They leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I was but, thinking of the salamander or the the lizard that jumped on that oh, guy. That's yeah, great too. <laughs> and he, he falls almost through the cyclorama behind it. But in this case, the guy's on the lawn of the White House, yeah. and he's being attacked by raccoons. Yeah. Yeah, there's a follow-up video where the Secret Service is out trying to trap the raccoon on the White House lawn. You know, and like these are the best of the best yeah. when it comes to like protecting anyone. Like, and they, they're on raccoon duty. <laughs> I told you guys this story already, but uh, my dad has been having a raccoon issue at his house because he has yeah. garden out back, and so he puts out these humane traps. And yeah. every now and then he traps one, and then he's got to go take it, relocate it. Yeah, he's got to yeah. relocate it, and uh, he got a skunk yeah. recently. Oh. And, Did he uh, find out too late? Uh, no, no, but he had to take a, uh, uh, he, he called somebody and this, his cousin told him what to do, which is to take a blanket and put it over the trap. Right. And uh, and the thing sprayed and it got all over the blanket, but he said oh, the, the smell only lasts a couple of days and it, it eventually went away. But That's miraculous. Then he, he didn't know what to do. He's like, what do I do? I, I can't go in there and yeah. get near this thing. So he took it to his cousin who lives on a farm and took care of that for him. Quick question about that, uh, yes. Game Warden. And I don't know if yes. you know this. Uh, once a raccoon shoots, <laughs> uh, uh, does it have to wait a little bit? Oh, you, no, you mean a skunk? Uh, a, a skunk. Uh, yes, to, yes, to, to kind of reload? Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Because, uh, you know, I would imagine there's only so much in their, their sack. I know in my is. life that's been my experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only got so much in the yeah. sack. I only got so yeah. much yeah. You got to give me, give me an hour. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if they, because the spray on a skunk. Skunk can go very far. Yeah. So there's and and a lot will come no. out. So I'm wondering what. Uh, apparently, it can take up to ten days. Okay. Oh, for it to reload. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm better than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore. I don't. Yeah. Know. yeah everything was taken out. Sometimes an hour's yeah. good. You know. I mean, but there's not a whole lot. But after anyhow, a full, after a full discharge, it can take a skunk up to ten days to resupply. But it can go as uh, as far as ten feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they can shoot uh, six times north. A, you know what's wild? Times in a row. I, 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 event, I, I did look up a video of, of a skunk spraying because I was curious as to what I always thought it would be like a mist type of thing that it throws out. But it does. It's more like wasp spray. It's yellow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yellow and it, it comes out in an arc and it's, it looks kind of goopy. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. So I was kind of surprised by that. The White House raccoon has a Twitter account. Of course it does. <laughs> How many followers? One. Uh, Hope Solo's yeah, butthole. No, it's not a lot. <laughs> okay. uh, a couple hundred. Um, Have you ever had... So I, I tell you one of this, the most bizarre experiences of my life. I was playing a college in Rochester, New York. And, and I, I think I mentioned this story before Preston. There were like eight or nine raccoons the size... Of my dog Chelsea, like really big mother effing raccoons, moving in what appeared to be a coordinated effort <laughs> across the courtyard. They, they were in a flanking maneuver. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, how oh, there's uh, 
and I'm like, uh, let's get inside because it was yeah. it was a little disconcerting. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've never seen raccoons, really big raccoons before. These, I guess because they, they, I think because they were on the campus and they were raiding the dumpsters and everything. Yeah, they yeah, were getting they were well a constant fed. supply of food. Okay. But they were big. Uh, yeah, they were coordinating. talking. <laughs> Um, Casey, what was your raccoon named? Oh, Robbie. Robbie the raccoon. Oh, man. That's right. So we uh, captured Robbie and then set him free. And then somebody told me, no, 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 they probably killed him. I'm like, oh, man. Sent him to a farm so he could yeah. run around with other raccoons? Who probably killed him? Uh, whoever I your had. Your mother? <laughs> no, I, I um, had. Service? this. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. The animal control service. You mean raccoon service? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we killed them. Uh. <laughs> but they gave me the trap. I, you know, um, captured him, took my picture with him and everything. And then they were supposed to go set him free at, like, Ridley Creek State Park. That's at least that. That's what they told this little boy. Right. You know? Oh, no, they probably <laughs> did. If they if they said they were going to do it, it's more of a hassle to go and kill one than it is to, to relocate it, I would imagine. So uh, let me go to Brad. Hi, Brad. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, I was just going to tell you a little story about me getting sprayed in the face by a skunk one time. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, All right. <laughs> it was awful. So I was over at my buddy's house, and uh, we had been drinking and, uh, you know, partaking a little bit. Um, so we were outside uh, to smoke a cigarette. I go behind his shed <laughs> to uh, urinate, and... Uh, Boom, rounded the corner, thing blasted me right in the face. Oh, my God. Wow. Did any of it get in your mouth? Uh, I am not aware of that, but it went all up my nose. In my oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Did it, did, it, um, did it sting at all or anything like that? It didn't, re- it didn't really sting, but... Uh, like, if you smell it when you're driving down the road and there's, like, a dead skunk on the road, you know? Yes. It smells a little bit like the... Uh, like weed. Creeper. Yeah, yeah. It uh, smells like good weed, yeah. Different. It's like a chemical. It's like... It's totally different. Well, you're getting it right out of the pump at that point. It, yeah. it, it oh, hasn't been... It hasn't absolutely. dispersed. I wonder absolutely. that. Yeah, that's full potency right in the face. Shouldn't uh, yeah, just out of protocol, shouldn't too, the skunk warn you when it's about to... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> yeah, right? I should let you know. So, uh, yes. Uh, so yes, I baby. Dad and I didn't know what else to do. So I was headed myself off, so I called him and uh, was like, can you come pick me up? Because he had a pickup truck, you know? You could so sit in the back. He me up to the shop so I could, like, get all my clothes off and everything. But when I called him, I was like, please, 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 please. So, so let me ask you, how did you get the smell off of you? Did you do, because we hear things like uh, oatmeal or, or tomato, tomato juice. juice, or what did you use? All right, so the first thing I did was spray myself with some Simple Green, which, uh, you know, you might not want to do, but I was in his workshop. Simple Green, know, it's like an organic uh, cleaner. Okay, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you know, so... Um, that didn't really work. So I looked online and it said, uh, so like dish soup, baking soda, and uh, vinegar, if you mix them together, it kind of like draws it out and neutralizes the smell. Yeah. So that got the smell off of me, man, but I smelled it for like a couple days. After. Sure. I mean, yeah. you had it shot right up your nose. Yeah, yeah there are oh, remedies, yeah. but mostly it just takes time. Yep. That's yeah, what it was brutal. So 
I always said, like, I never want to wish harm on anybody, but I would definitely wish somebody gets straight by a stump. <laughs> <laughs> <You know, I'm... laughs> All right. Thanks for the story, uh, Brad. Yeah, we appreciate it. One. Take care. Have All right. Poor dude. So, anyhow, uh, raccoons, White House lawn. And all you got to do is go, ah! <laughs> uh, all right, I have one more story from the Game Award. You guys brought this to my attention, and there is now a winner. Votes are in for the uh, Katmai National Park Annual Fat Bear Week Tournament. Yeah! Did I say that correct? Katmai? Yes. Correct. Uh, and have you got, did you guys follow along? Do you know who oh, won? Oh, yeah. I, I don't, no. I, 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 but I did get, that because you guys brought it up, I suddenly became interested in it. And I saw a number of other stories popping up just by happenstance. Uh, the winner is 747. 747, like the yeah, aircraft. Thought, so, yeah, that's a big plane. Uh, so he is the champion. What? It, it, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a face-off against 747 and Chunk. Chunk. Uh, A.K.A. Bear 32. In the end, 747 pulled ahead with more than 47,300 votes. Oh, my God, I don't know what to say. Uh, compared to uh, Chunk's roughly <sighs> 21,900 votes. I really worked hard for this. Yeah. And uh, uh, they gave me a copy of Scorpion King 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got? A Blu-ray. <laughs> you have a Blu-ray player? Yeah, I do. Well, I'm hibernating. I don't know how much to do. Keeps it in the den. Absolutely. Uh, the annual elimination tournament began, began in 2014. It was a way to celebrate how fat and healthy the park's bears are. Uh, Katmai is one of the most famous places for bear watching in Alaska. And visitors to the park <laughs> and its bear cam webpage can watch the bears splash around in the Brooks River and binge on migrating, uh, as they migrate, uh, as they binge on migrating as uh, sockeye salmon. Binge on migrants. <laughs> <laughs> sockeye salmon. Uh, What is this webcam? I want to watch this. It is their Bear Cam webpage. So if you go to the uh, Katmai National Park webpage, you'll be able to find the Bear Cam. Have any of you but me been, besides me, been to Alaska? No. No. Mm -mm. Okay, so there's uh, one of the um, places that we, uh, there's a a tram and you you can hike up the the mountain, but it is a mountain known for the Kodiak bear population. And I think I told you, we took the tram up as we were going up the side of the mountain and you see them moving along. Oh, wow, really? And they are enormous bears. (laughs) They are. And uh, it's, it's, Kathy, it's, and you're up far and they look huge. (laughs) That's, that's, that puts it all in perspective. I think there are eight national parks in Alaska alone and um, one of them, at least one of them, you have to be flown in by a prop plane, dropped off for a week, and then they'll come get you a week later. Right, right. Uh, and so I'd like to make it to all the national parks before I die. Uh, Alaska is going to be the biggest challenge because obviously it's a massive state, and those parks are uh, really spread out. So I think you need like at least a month or two to visit the state. To get prepped, yep. yeah. So seven forty seven is one of the park's biggest bears, and was estimated of weighing over fourteen hundred pounds. Fourteen hundred pounds. After uh, bulking up last September, it was the first time that the park was able to gauge the actual weight of the gargantuan bears. They used a 3D scanner. Um, I just used my bathroom scale. Uh, as a boss bear, Chunk easily boss bear. easily dominates some of the best fishing spots in uh, Katmai, like the coveted jacuzzi. Oh, yeah. Uh, below the brook. Oh, yeah. Above- 
you're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. Uh, below the Brooks Falls, which Katmai describes as a sort of plunge pool <laughs> where the bears can simply sit and wait for the fish to come close enough for them to just pin them with their paws or voluptuous figures. <laughs> look at those nipples. Yeah. <laughs> look at these manly nipples, man. Bear nipples. Uh, they're just beautiful animals. Oh. Uh, my question is, in the process of hibernating... We, you know, the natural assumption of what we, I guess, have been led to believe throughout the years is that they stay completely dormant and asleep. But that's not the case, is it? No, they move around. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And they will leave the cave. Obviously, right? Yeah, it's it's basically a long sleep with a lot of naps, but right. they're not. Uh, it's not like a coma. Right. Mm. But I mean, when you're a kid, you pretty much believe they're taking like they're a sleeping. six yeah. 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 Well, well, what about, you know, right. bodily like functions? When uh, Chris uh, Farley takes hibernol to <laughs> sleep through the entire winter, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gets sick. By the way, Chunk is another big boy at Katmai weighing it at over 1,100 pounds. Uh, even though <clears throat> Chunk sits at the top tier of the bear hierarchy, according to Katmai, he's been surprisingly gentle giant lately. He's been known to push other bears out of his way in the past. But has recently been seen playing around with other bears and patiently waiting to scavenge leftovers. Wants to play lawn darts uh, from others, so he's calmed down a little bit. Uh, but the, the yeah, the winter is seven forty seven. That's, that's of awesome. I'm going to be more tied into this now. Yeah, and he won in the landslide, by the way. Did you see that footage? It was from Yellowstone a couple weeks ago where the there were the people on the trail and they had no idea that there was a bear charging towards them, but it, yeah. it, it broke off the charge. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some really wild footage this year. Yeah. There's one where the people are yelling at the, don't run, yeah. and everybody starts running. Yeah, That was <laughs> a glacier, yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. Yep. All right, uh, those are the stories that I have. Our new character. The Game Warden. The Game Warden. Yeah. Good uh, stuff. I'll keep an eye out uh, for more stories like this down the road. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. The Bizarre File is up next. Do not miss it, my friend. CherryHillMitsubishi.com is having a Mitsubishi blowout sale. 150 new Outlanders, Outlander Sports, Eclipses, Mirage. Really spread out, so I think you need like at least a month or two to visit the city. Yep. Yeah. So 747 is one of the park's biggest bears and was estimated of weighing over 1,400 pounds. 1,400 pounds. After uh, bulking up last September, it was the first time that the park was able to gauge the actual weight of the gargantuan bears. They used a 3D scanner. Um, I just used my bathroom scale. Uh, as a boss bear, Chunk easily boss bear. easily dominates some of the best fishing spots in uh, Katmai, like the coveted jacuzzi. Oh, yeah. Uh, below the Brooks. Oh, yeah. Above, <laughs> You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. Uh, below the Brooks Falls, which Katmai describes as a sort of plunge pool <laughs> where the bears can simply sit and wait for the fish to come close enough for them to just pin them with their paws or voluptuous figures. <laughs> look at those nipples. Yeah. <laughs> look at these manly nipples, man. Bear nipples. Uh, they're just beautiful animals. Oh. Uh, my question is, in the process of hibernating, we, you know, the natural assumption of what we, I guess, have been led to believe throughout the years is that they stay completely dormant and asleep. But that's not the case, is it? No, they move around. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. And they will leave the cave. Obviously, right? Yeah, it's it's basically a long sleep with a lot of naps, but right. they're, they're not. Uh, it's not like a coma, right? Mm. 
But I mean, when you're a kid, you pretty much believe they're taking like they're a sleeping. six one. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I always well, 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 what about you know bodily <laughs> like functions? When uh, Chris uh, Farley takes hibernol to sleep through the entire winter, <laughs> gets sick. By the way, Chunk is another big boy at Cat My Wing at, at over 1,100 pounds. Uh, even though <clears throat> Chunk sits at the top tier of the bear hierarchy, according to Cat My, he's been surprisingly gentle giant lately. He's been known to push other bears out of his way in the past. But has recently been seen playing around with other bears and patiently waiting to scavenge leftovers to play lawn darts. Uh, from others. So he's calmed down a little bit. Uh, but the, the yeah, the winner is seven forty seven. That's, that's of awesome. I'm going to be more tied into this now. Yeah, and he won in a landslide, by the way. Did you see that footage? It was from Yellowstone a couple weeks ago where the there were the people on the trail and they had no idea that there was a bear charging towards them, but it, yeah. it, it broke off the charge. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some really wild footage this year. Yeah. There's one where the people are yelling at the, don't run, yeah. and everybody starts running. Yeah. That was when, a glacier, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yep. All right, uh, those are the stories that I have. Our new character. The Game Warden. The Game Warden. Yeah. I'll, Good uh, stuff. I'll keep an eye out uh, for more stories like this down the road. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. The Bizarre File is up next. Do not miss it, my friend. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Yarrow Bear's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Earlier this morning, I said the word snazzy. (laughs) I forgot what I was talking about. But I did use the word snazzy. There was a, an article we read a little while that said you could use that word and and uh, not have it come off as if you're like hitting on someone or something. Saying, <laughs> right. Saying, oh, right. Wow, like, you, yeah. 
Emma, complimenting that, someone. Yeah, by uh, at snazzy. work, instead of saying, that looks great on you, you can say, that looks yeah, awfully yeah. snazzy. <laughs> it was a stupid thing. <laughs> uh, but Steve had, Steve saw this uh, this meme making the rounds, and the title of the meme is Some of the Best Words Literally Ever. <laughs> and it says, which ones do you use? And these are all interesting words. And there are a couple on here that I do use. Likewise. On a fairly regular basis. Now, some we use as part of the show show for joke effect, but there are some that I incorporate into my regular speech, Yeah, uh, even though they are older yeah, words. There, yeah, there's definitely words both of you use that are unique, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the first words is bamboozled. <laughs> uh, and I think when, when I, some of these words automatically make me think of something in particular okay. or a scene. So I think of Malcolm X. Yes. Uh, I've been when, bamboozled. I, when I hear bamboozled. Yes. You've been run amok. Right. Bamboozled. We didn't end up playing <laughs> yeah, rock. Yeah, that, rock landed on us. Because he says that right. during oh. that, uh, that speech. I think getting drunk. Like I got bamboozled last night. Bamboozled oh. to me is is to be is to be conned. You got screwed over. Yeah, you got screwed over. Yeah. I yeah. think of those jelly beans that Jelly Belly put out a few years ago. <laughs> that was the name of those. You're right. Bamboozled. We yeah. played that game. Yep. Uh, or the like, really nasty tasting ones. So, and that's part of that. You would be bamboozled then. You would t- t- eat, have right, something right. yes that you think it's is a candy and yet it tastes like a turd. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Bamboozled. No, I think because the word booze is in there. Next yes. Maybe. <laughs> That you kind of... Maybe I'm just an idiot who drinks too much. Gravity. This <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with bamboo. <laughs> now, how about this one? Discombobulated. Yes. Oh, now, you okay. will use that from time I use to discombobulated. Time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it means... Um, confused? Confused, confused. Yeah. yes. I got Disarray. Way thrown, thrown off. Discombobulated yeah. Yeah, Nick last night. Got, <laughs> I got, no. Each one of these... Last night, I got totally discombobulated. But that would actually work yeah. if you were bombed. I think every one of the words... Uh, one of these words could lead to... Boozies. Okay, good. So let's find a way to, to let's get our those. discombobulation on. Oh man, I got so hammered last night that I was completely discombobulated. <laughs> so that would work. Yeah, uh, vomiting into the toilet last night got completely bamboozled. Here's one: malarkey. That's oh. a Joe Biden word. Wait, right? who's, that somebody word? says that. I don't know. Joe Biden. That's no, 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 no. Uh, somebody here. we know. No, someone here. Is it Bill Weston? That's a no. bunch of malarkey. Is it? It might be Matt Cord. Malarkey? Maybe. I'm Matt Cord. Mm. Oh, wait, no. I'm Bill Weston. <laughs> Does Eric Simon use it? Oh, maybe. Is it Eric? Maybe, maybe. it's Eric. So malarkey, yeah, yes, it is, is Eric. Is it Eric? Okay. Yes. Uh, malarkey means bullass. Bullass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a bunch of malarkey. And, it also uh, means getting drunk. Yeah, that too. <laughs> right. right. We got up to, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, <laughs> he was said, speaking malarkey. He was so hammered. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, skedaddle. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I use that one. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to skedaddle. I got to mm-hmm. go get some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get completely bamboozled. I think um, I use skedaddle. And uh, so the two things I'll do, and I'll, I'll do a joke with my wife now. Skedaddle. Skedaddle. And, 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 and we'll both do this thing quick like a bunny. Come on. Okay, skedaddle. Right. I like a like a bunny. Uh, skedaddle could also here's here's an old word. It's short. It's not as a cool word, but it, it but it's like skedaddle. Scat. Yeah, scat. Get out of here. Scat also means uh, droppings. Uh, yes, it does. Animal droppings. You're right. Yes, you're right. But uh, it's also like it, it, it used to be like when you would we would scare away like a dog like, or a scat. Cat. Scat. Get out of here. Get out of here. That too. Oh. Uh, Flibber to gibbet. Flibber to gibbet. My mom that's uses a, this one. Really? Yeah, well, oh, actually, yeah. that's how Bill Cosby refers to his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never heard of this. 
The the okay. So the scene that I think of is from uh, Joe versus the volcano. One of uh, Meg Ryan's characters. She plays like three different characters yeah. in the movie. She says, "I'm a flibber to gibbet." My mom was a teacher, so she has a pretty extensive uh, vocabulary, and, and she uses it to to great extent. But she will talk about flibberty gibbets at work or people at church. Or, you know, people that just sort of uh, jabber on. Yes. Talk a blue streak, as they say. Yeah, yep. flibber to gibbet. Yeah. Uh, it just means talkative? And it means uh, getting yeah. drunk. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm drunk, I turn into a flippity <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> Definitely no. Uh, let me go. No, you go to sleep. I see one that's not on the list that Ben wants to mention. Hi, Ben. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What is an awesome word that uh, you use? Um, Like I said, probably cattywampus. Cattywampus. Yeah. That's on the list. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, third down. It's under discombobulated, or the one that I have in front of me, dis- uh, discombobulated. Oh, it's not on my list. Okay. All right, so cattywampus means like, does that mean like flipped over or the other side or backwards? Kind of, yeah, kind of like a little off. You know, okay. some little off. It's a little cattywampus. Okay. It's not a word I hear a lot, but I love to use it. <laughs> I, I had thought it was like, uh, yeah, that when, you know, he got he got turned over, caddy, cattywampus, you know. You, you yeah, got, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Like something was not. Use it in a sentence, if you would. Uh, so, dude, this car came in, slammed into mine, knocked us across the street, and we ended up flipped over cattywampus. You know, so okay. I, I don't know. That, not, that's what how I. It's a fun word to say. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to, to do with ejaculate. Here you go. See, here you go. It means askew, awry, yeah. or crooked. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't know the word it has been around for more than a century, and it is spill, spelled many different ways, such as never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was actively reading that, and you throw, turned it off. Throw that back up, Connor. I was unaware that there, it was coming to... <laughs> He's doing everything. Uh, no one made me aware. aware that that was uh, going to come off the screen there. Uh, it would, may derive from the word, uh, Scots, the Scots word, wampish, meaning to... Wriggle. Wriggle, twist. Twist or swerve. Or swerve. That's uh, part of the complaint. All right. Sorry. Caddy Wampus. All right. Uh, let's see. How about... <laughs> let, let me go to Egon. Yo, Egon, Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? I've always liked smorgasbord. It's the perfect way to describe a big, huge spread on yeah. the table. You know? I hate that word. Oh, you do? <laughs> I do. What, 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 I, what, does it, what does it generate in your mind when you hear it? Because smorgasbord. It's that sh- part of it. Smorgasbord. What did you say? Um, Pastor, why don't you have some of my smorgasbord? I can't put my finger on, but it's always bothered. Some oh, words, so some words piss people. Well, moist, we know you don't oh, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So smorgasbord. See, I like that better than a than buffet. Like to me, buffet just I think of like gross, cheap food. No, okay. I'm, a smorgasbord you think is, is can be a higher level of food? Yes, a higher you level. Associate like, with like, a, like almost um, a, buf- a buffet you would associate with like a Vegas. But like, yes, exactly. Yeah. But also buffet, you're you're going somewhere. Like the smorgasbord is at home. Like we've made oh. this and oh. we've 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 created all of this together, right. like a oh. party or whatever. Because okay. I think of like shady maple, like a, just a ton of food out with uh, uh, almost like a buffet, but not higher end. Shady maple, yeah, that place out uh, we near Lancaster. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there's signs all over the place. Yeah. I hate those signs. <laughs> <laughs> do do they use smorgasbord in yeah. their? Yes, okay. they, yeah, they, they do. offer up a, a yes, smorgasbord. They well, also they uh, they have a uh, an open bamboozle all. Uh, <laughs> If you well, go there. Then that's why I think of Shady Maple, because I've only seen those signs and I've never gone. That's exactly right. But it makes me think of, like, gluttony. Like, yeah, it's like yes. beyond, yeah. No, I understand that. Like you can't even get to every... Like a... Like a, like a well, it's not quite the same, but like a Bacchanalia or like a... Like a which is a big, over, a big orgy-type party. <laughs> a Bacchanalia? Yeah, yeah. I have never in my life heard of that. <laughs> I love that. that word. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
Not me. Bacchanalia. I yeah, but I think I think sex when I think Bacchanalia. I think orgy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But I mean, yeah, it can. It has applications. Yeah. Like, okay. it's, you know, it's like, it also means getting drunk. It's a uh, yeah. It's well, it's related to Bacchus, which is yeah. the Greek uh, god of alcohol. So yeah. it all comes back to booze. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bring it uh, back. I'm gonna go to Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. What's one of the best words ever? Ninny. Ninny. Oh, like a bunch of ninnies. You know what I hear, Ninny? You know what I automatically think of? Dr. Smith from Lost in Space. Okay. You ninny. All right, Brian? Yes. What uh, Do you use the word ninny? Yes, I'm a big burly guy, and when I'm drunk at the bar, I always scream, you effing ninny. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I know that word from... A movie that that's a, a dated movie like uh, Gangs of New York or something like that where sure. they use the word ninny because it's certainly you know older in its vernacular. So um, here's a couple other ones that are on this list. Uh, whippersnapper. Yeah. That's an old person's word. Right. You're Talking a about young, young whippersnapper. Yeah. A little whippersnapper. I think I'll use that jokingly sometimes. Whippersnapper? When you, uh, when you talk to, to your son? Yeah. Oh, your son? <laughs> no, no. Because no. I'm so young. I'm so young and... A little nipper sna- whippersnapper. Still a whippersnapper. I, ca- I do kangaroo yoga. <laughs> All right, now here, here's one that I don't believe. It's a great word, but it doesn't belong on this list because I, I can't think of any use for it other than the actual product that it is, which is pumpernickel. It's a bread. It's a bread. I've never used that as, as an adjective. No. You're such a rye bread. Yeah. It is a good bagel. It is yes. it's a really good bread. <laughs> I love pumpernickel bread. It's fantastic. Well, on um, particular sandwiches, it's quite good. And does is that the bread that they serve at um, Outback? Outback? Yeah, because it's a black. You know, it's it's a dark colored bread. Yes, and I think that's I, I, I don't go to Outback, Outback all that much, but Outback. I yeah, I would imagine. Because it, it's not Australian in age. In, no, <laughs> well, there's no way is it? I don't know. It's a good question. But uh, wait, so what else? Well, check, check on pumpernickel if you would. If Nick, there's a slang for pump, yeah. you know, if pumpernickel has it's, a slang meaning, it's oh, German in etymology, Steve. So not Australian. Not Australian. I think it's 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 fig, it figures prominently. Wait. Uh, in, oh wait, go back to that, uh, Nick. Hold on. It said boys in the hood. They use pumpernickel. German for pumpern. Yeah. To break wind, <laughs> and nickel goblin. So it's a goblin fart. Is what pumpernickel means. Wow. It, from its uh, reputed ind- indigestibility. Think about that the next time you have pumpernickel. I mean, so it makes you goblin, goblin fart. Let me go eat some goblin farts. Wow. Okay. Didn't uh, know that. One quick question on the on the derivation of smorgasbord. Mm. Uh-huh. I'm assuming that that's Swedish and or German. Maybe. It's had, I always had a German ring to it yeah. for me. Uh, and the board part, I would assume, is like the table, you know? That's or what I'd always thought of. board. Uh, smorgasbord. It's Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Yeah, originating Swedish. in Sweden. There you go, Steve. Okay. Yep. Buffet style with multiple hot and cold dishes of various foods on a table. And so if you, you go. go to Shady Maple Smorgasbord on your birthday... You eat for free. Really? Yep. <laughs> Nick has them all behind it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I want to go. I want to see Nick's it, Nick's Raiders of the Lost Ark movie, and all he does is go to the free buffets and smorgasbords. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Just got free pumpernickel. All right, Nick. I'm going to go to this one, and you in particular. I'm going right. to see what movie you think of when Chrissy gives us one of her favorite words. Hi, Chrissy. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Preston. Good morning. All right. So, what's a great word? It's lollygag or lollygagging. Yeah, yeah, Bull Durham. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You lollygag around the base. You lollygag around the field. What do you call them? Lollygaggers. You know what makes me think of Lang- blazing saddles. What scene has uh, lollygags? L- when they go out to the when they're digging <gasps> lollygagging around. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Uh, and do Is that you? On the list? 
Correct. You like to use it? Uh, it, it is, is not. not. And, I, um, and it should be, though. That's a good one. My mom, sometimes when we're trying to get somewhere and she's, she's older and she's taking our time, I'm like, you're lollygagging. Come yeah. on. Yeah. All right. And Thank you, you. say, shut up, old woman. I'll throw you in a home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is an, an older person's word for sure. Poppycock. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It's also the name of a popular brand of popcorn. That's right. Yeah. But it means that's a bunch of malarkey. Yes, it means malarkey. <laughs> it's, it's, a bunch, yeah. it's a bunch of Stop crap. trying to bamboozle me. Yeah. Uh, here's a word I love. Persnickety. Persnickety. Yeah. Yeah, I've used pers- I use persnickety. You have? Uh, I, I, yeah, on the air a number of times. I've heard you use it. And you know what it makes me think of when I hear that is a video. It was on, I saw it on YouTube years and years and years ago. It's an older woman who went to get a tattoo on her back. Oh, and no. Anytime the guy would just... I mean, even just touch her skin with a needle, she would freak out. <laughs> and he's going, he's like, you got to stay still. You got to stay still. I'm going to mess up your tattoo here. And she turns around and she goes, don't get persnickety with me. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I always right. think of that. Someone who, who's a little fussy, I tend yeah, to think yeah. of someone. Yeah, persnickety. Yeah. Who's acting persnickety. All right, here's another one. This It's a great word, but it only means one thing. I guess, you, yeah, well, you can use it as an insult. Dingleberry. Right, yeah. Dingleberry is a uh, is it's uh, balls of poop that are stuck in your butt the hairs hair. of your ass. Yeah. Yes, that's you know right or toilet paper that is has gotten caught up in there. It was be- Einstein who first coined the phrase <laughs> dingleberry. A dingleberry. Was it ever actual berry related, or is it just a? I don't know. Look up the uh, look up the origin of oh, it. Oh, a small cranberry. Oh, and dingleberry is a small cranberry. In southeastern United States. I never crap cranberries. <laughs> All right, here's the use. Uh, in, the, in the United States, informal, it's called a foolish, stupid, or contemptible person. And for slang, a piece of dried fecal matter clinging to the hair around the anus. Wow. That sounds better than my That's definition. on Merriam-Webster's website. <laughs> That's so. on Webster. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it's also a cranberry. I immediately think of the of the slang version. I don't think of yeah. Yeah. Dingle, yeah. the dingleberry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, let's go to some more calls. I will go to who haven't, who's been on hold for a while. Let's go to uh, John. Hey, John. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm sorry, John. We couldn't hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I had actually two words. It's um, rhubarb. For baseball and uh, Donny Brook. Uh, Donny is a is a is a fight. Yeah, right. And right. Rhubarb. But rhubarb is a is a vegetable. Yeah, I have, but they also use it as a baseball fight slang. You know? They use that as a, like a bench clearing brawl. They'll call a rhubarb. Rhubarb. Yeah. When you hit a run and the bases are loaded, that's a grand rhubarb. Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. I used to call it a parsnip myself, but. Um, <laughs> Hang on, John, Nick, have you ever heard of that? No. And Nick's the biggest baseball no. fan here. Yeah, I love rhubarb so much Thanks, as a John. random vegetable uh, or random food. Matt, was we were just laying in bed one day. He's like, what should I make as my next beer? I was like, I don't know. You should throw rhubarb in something. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Strawberry rhubarb. And it was delicious. The thing about rhubarb is you need to add a lot of sugar to it for it to taste good. That's why it's always uh-huh. in sweet stuff. It's actually a vegetable. I, I think of but Nicholson in the first Batman movie when he goes, and that's something in your rhubarb. Yeah. What right. is it like a celery or a root? What it exactly looks like is a it? celery. Yeah. Okay. So it's red. It's a red celery looking vegetable. But rhubarb in baseball is slang for a fight or argument among players. And I've never heard that. Me neither. Okay. I, I think I like of uh, Garrison Keillor because he talks about rhubarb pie on his show. <laughs> Garrison but I love rhubarb pie. I'm the only one. Lake Rubicon days. We're not I like that. Well, yeah. And I like felting. <laughs> I sometimes listen to NPR. <laughs> I like old, old Maud Frickett's rhubarb pie. 
I also like Felshie. <laughs> I, I knew it could go somewhere. When that pirate sit on her windowsill, the smell would waft down across Lake Wobegon, and I thought to myself, time to go Felshie. Dude, there is a there is an outtake from the movie The Martian where Jeff Daniels is explaining to Kristen Wiig what Felshie is. <laughs> and he does it so clear yeah. and straight. We'll have to find it. It's bleeped. It's bleeped yes. out. But she's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> she cannot believe it. Uh, Marissa's <laughs> rushing up to see if she can find it, maybe. Uh, I want to go to, I, I like this one. I'm going to go to Barry. Hey, Barry, good morning. Hi, Grandma. Hey, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. All right, so uh, some of the best words literally ever. What do you want to add to that list? I love calling people, and this is just recently within the past couple of years, and I don't know why. I love calling people scallywags. Scallywag. It's a great it's word. Kind of a, I, kind of, I always put it in the context of a pirate, piratees, yeah, you me know? Me too. Yes, scallywag. I like to. I like to think of it as like a nice way of calling someone an idiot or something on those lines. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a softer way of doing that. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a scene in Mrs. Doubtfire where he goes to the restaurant near the end and he's yeah. got to go back and forth between the two tables, the studio head and the family, and, and change his clothes. And the studio head is making him drink all this scotch, and he's getting hammered. Yeah. And they're toasting one. He goes, "You old scallywag!" <laughs> I love that word. See, it all comes back to alcohol. That's it. There once again. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's a couple more on the list, and we'll go to some more phones. Uh, flabbergasted. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a great Stunned. word. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. I'm flabbergasted. I'm totally pumpernickled. I'm so wasted. I drank so much, I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> uh, here's another one, and a great uh, place to go in the Poconos. Shenanigans. Yes. You kids and your shenanigans. That's that is a, that's a grandparent term. Yeah. What you're, kind of shenanigans are you up to? We um, out there filching. <laughs> the, the, um, <laughs> the place, shenanigans is the place you guys always go to, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. It's the uh, the karaoke thing going on. I, I, I think their tagline is legit. Sooner or later, everybody ends up sh- at shenanigans, and that's right. because they do. So shenanigans can be up to no good, yes. but it can also be an activity. Playful. Uh, yeah. playful. yeah, what, what yeah. shenanigans are we going to get right. into tonight? Uh, here is by far and away a Bill Weston word. Yes. Kerfuffle. Oh, uh, kerfuffle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he uses He's kerfuffle. used that in a meeting. Mm-hmm. And, and we've started using it. Yes, it was a, a Jim Jackson word. Yes. You, you got him That's to use right. kerfuffle in a Flyers broadcast. Which could work because when there's a fight, you know, that could be that's, that's that's a, 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 a light term for a, a dust-up. Yeah, a a dust-up. A kerfuffle. A Donnybrook. Uh, a rhubarb. Yeah, that's right, as we know now. And here's another one. Nincompoop. You oh, that's great. Nincompoop. That's another Dr. Smith. Yeah. You nincompoop, you pusillanimous nincompoop. Where else, who else used that as like a, uh, as a, fra- a tagline, or, or I mean a, a catchphrase, you nincompoop. Hitler? Maybe, yeah. He likes the night of nincompoop. It does sound like it. SpongeBob? All right. SpongeBob? Did SpongeBob use nincompoop, Preston? Uh, uh, no. No? Not that I know of. Maybe, um, no? Squidward? I, don't know. I was looking for pop culture references, and SpongeBob popped up. Here's JJ uh, using kerfuffle for it. Just one for the Flyers. Voracek is tied up here. Second kerfuffle. 
Wow, kerfuffle. I love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's one that I do. I use uh, two of them actually back to back. Thingamajig and whatchamacallit. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're both usually used that way. And one that I have started using because I think we had a similar conversation one morning about this type of thing and somebody called in and used this word and now I use it all the time. Right. Who's he what's it? Who's he what's it? Yeah. Give I me like the, that. Give me, you know, I was it there with the, with the who's he what's it? The thing, the, the, the thing. It's you a know? term you, you describe to something you can't find a term for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chuck has his own version of that and I love it. Listen. Uh, it's the how you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you're, how are you doing over yeah, there? Yeah. They, they picked up the how you doing yeah, and, yeah, and, right. and uh, then, you know, she was happy and uh, we did one of the, <laughs> he does that too. Yeah. yeah. I always default to the uh, friggin' thing. Yeah. You, you got a, on, yeah. your, on your, uh, how you doing <laughs> over there. Is I enjoyed the, uh, the whatchamacallit candy bar from the, from the, 80s and their commercials sort of played on that. Right. It had so much stuff in it. It did, yeah. There was crispy <laughs> rice and yeah. chocolate and nougat maybe. I don't Ant. know. Ants. Ants. <laughs> yeah, why not? Gave it that name. Uh, let's go to... Alright, this one I don't know and it is Chris who wants to add to this. Hey, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, morning, fellas. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, sir. I'm good. Alright, what is this word that do you think is awesome? Indubitable or indubitably? Oh, indubitably. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Impossible to doubt or undoubtable. Right. But in, what was the other one? Indubitably. Indubitable, you said. Yeah, indubitable. Indubitable. No, he's saying both. He's saying uh, uh, both versions of the word. Okay, I gotcha. Indubitably. Indubitably. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I know, it's what it says up there. (laughs) Somebody that maybe looks like the Monopoly man would use that, you know. Right, like, uh, indubitably. Okay, so I keep right. thinking these words are they have a they have a place in my memory, uh, and this one is weird. So at the, <laughs> do you remember Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And remember, lale lale lale, get your adverbs here. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very end of it, the last thing there's a three part harmony when they just go indubitably. <laughs> 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 so these words, for some reason, have this little exclamation point yeah. uh, and memory uh, that they trigger in my mind. They're, uh, they're with sentence enhancers, Preston. Very good. Uh, I will go to Vince. Hey, Vince, how you doing, bud? Hey, good morning. Good morning, <laughs> it, sir. What's an awesome word? I love using the word filibuster. Yes. And it has political overtones. It does. I hardly ever use it in the correct context, but it just always sounds funny. All right, then what is, what is, give us an example of your context. Uh, so, uh, like the old lady will be yelling at me for something I did, and I'll just start screaming filibuster, so she, she, she totally shuts it down. <laughs> you just, you throw it out as a distraction of sorts? Yeah, just kind of, you know, keep them, keep them guessing, you know, they're always confused. You just start yelling filibuster, and nobody really knows what to do. <laughs> That's a great argument. That's awesome. If she's prattling on and on and on, that could constitute a filibuster if yes. you're having an exchange of ideas. Yeah. And so it seems to work every time, so I'm going to keep doing it. All right. Good. You know what? And if that doesn't work, snap her side mirror off. So I guess the, the perfect example of that would be Mr. Smith goes, goes to, to Washington. Washington. Yep. He, he has... He, Goes on such a long filibuster, he loses his voice at one point. Right. Um, here's a couple other ones. Uh, flummoxed. Flummoxed. Confused. Exacerbated. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean, no. Ex- 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 exhausted. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Right. Uh, gobbledygook, which means uh, gibberish. Yes. Yeah. Bunch of gobbledygook. I always think of uh, the Green Mile because uh, um, 
Tom Hanks' character mentions that. And, and when a gobbledy gets excited, that's what <laughs> is little, produced. A little gook comes out. All right, do you want to hear... Is this felching? Yes. All right, so this is from the movie The Martian. Okay. It's uh, Somebody says felching, or, or they might may have even mentioned Frida Felcher from uh, Dumb, and, Dumb Dumber. and Dumber. And, yeah. of course, Jeff Daniels right. is in Dumb and Dumber. And so uh, Kristen Wiig goes, what's felching? And then he describes it plainly to her. So let's. I haven't heard this in a while, so let's see how this goes. I'm sorry, what's a felching? It's when someone is with or without a straw. Okay. Sucks the out of a or an after a or (laughs) (laughs) she's just like oh I mean he just flat out tells her in very graphic terms what it is I love it Uh, two more words on this list and we'll get a couple more we're gonna have to take a break but um, canoodle we use a lot on this show regularly Uh, that's to physical affection yes exactly. Now, this one I don't know, Steve. Codswallop. I've heard of codswallop. It's not a word I've ever used, so I don't. I don't know the meaning. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. Codswallop. Nick That's is just like a, um, uh, like an expression of. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get. I, it. Yeah, I, I assume it's the, the the nonsense is what the de- the definition is up here that uh, Connor pulled up on the screen. So codswallop is that's a bunch of codswallop. And I think you can use it as an, uh, to exclaim something. Exclaim something like God swallow, you know, almost like a curse if, if you're right. uh, British okay. or Scottish. Odds bodkins. Uh, that's another one, actually. Yeah, so here's an example. Um, I muttered, yes, that's right, knowing all the while that it was a load of cod swallop. So it's about a load. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. once again, it's like Felching. J.K. Yeah. Rowling uses <laughs> it in uh, in Harry Potter. All right, let me, let me get a couple more here. I'm going to go to uh, Bill. Hey, Bill. Good morning, guys. Hey. Sorry your work. No, what's up, bud? Tell us uh, what you think is an awesome word. I got two of them. Right. When me and my guys go out to the local watering hole, <laughs> one of us always gets schnockered. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I've always loved that word. Schnockered's a great schnockered. word. Schnockered. Yeah. And the person who gets schnockered always wants to start trouble, and I'll tell the person, I'm going to turn you into foobar. Foobar, yes. yes. That's what you're short for. Beyond F- all recognition. recognition. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. All right, Bill. There used to be a club here called Foobar, you remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I did in, commercials uh, for In University yeah. City. Um, so, schnockered, and follow up on that, I used to also say shellacked. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when getting, when tying one on. It does all come back to booze, doesn't it? <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of stuff that uh, yeah, centers around uh, imbibing. Let me go to Denise. Hi, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Denise, what word do you want to add onto this list of awesome words? Okay, I have the best word ever, and it has to be used accordingly. Oh, please tell. Strapper. Strapper? Okay. If you look in Urban Dictionary, derived from South Philly, meaning a loser, corny, kumar, someone embarrassed because they are the corniest <laughs> to the court level of corn. Okay. Okay, so a strapper is just someone who's excessively corny and cheesy. But it's a it's yes. a local term. I guess it's a local... I never really thought it was a local ter- term, but it has to be used accordingly. You can't just, like, throw it out in a sentence. Okay. Okay. Denise, can, the- can you give us an example of when you might use it? Um, I'm trying not to curse. That's okay. why. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Eh... Uh, Oh, God, let me think. It's hard um, not to curse in South Philly. 
Uh, all right. I'm just for example. I'm okay. just going to say Casey was a real strapper last night at the Flyers game, meaning he got really trashed and he grabbed Again. like Gritty's balls or something. Okay, <laughs> grab what? He grabbed Gritty's balls. Grab Gritty's balls. Strapper. What a strapper. You know, uh, yeah, Casey you. introduced the term ham and egger. Thanks, Denise. To me, I'd never heard that. And what is you that? You know what? It's actually, it's mentioned in rocking. Yeah. Uh, it when, is. when he goes to uh, the promoter, I could have used that yesterday in a, in a <laughs> game, uh, and they, they tell him, you know, he gets a shot at, at, with, with Creed. And he goes, hey, no, listen, I'm just a ham and egger. Meaning, uh, the derivation of it is that instead of ordering steak, all all you can afford is ham and eggs. You're, you're basically low rent. He's a ham and egger. Yeah. Um, so that's, I'd never heard of it before until Casey brought it up. I'd never paid attention to it. Don't get persnickety with me, Rock. It just kind of <laughs> came Totally in. flummoxed. One last caller, because Nick's been on hold for a long time. And stay on the line, because I want to mention these other words. Uh, you know what? I'll do it now. Yeah. Scuttlebuck. Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Uh, Geedunk. Scuttlebutt is sort of the chat, or the, the what's the word? Uh, rigmarole, says Adam. Vince says roughhousing. Yes. Uh, Samantha says agita. You use that a lot, Steve. You that's, do. It's, uh, it's a stomach. You're, you're upset stomachs, agita. And it's intense. Here's the word I like, tootsie. Or, oh, just, yeah. or just toots. Hey, toots. Hey, toots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, toots. HR was the prince. Yeah, you can't use that at work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim says uh, fibber and geezer. And then uh, Brian says Cunningham. Yeah, if you're and, a wait, fibber is that like I'll, a, I'll use that as like yeah, as like a liar, but not not as harsh as a liar. Like you're right. you're eh, really not telling fib. the whole truth. Yeah, I think you, you it's like it's soft, like a filthy dickhead. No, stop. <laughs> this is our friend Brian Cunningham. Oh, oh. <laughs> His last name made it into the other side. Right, Brian, I'm not going to be able to go to you, but he says inconceivable, which is inconceivable. And then uh, Nick's been on hold for like 20 minutes, so I'm going to go to him. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. And what is the awesome word you want to add to the list of the best words ever? I was thinking like ne'er do well, like the old thirties term for like like just bad kids, I guess. Yes, yeah. ne'er do wells. Yeah, I, I like that word. I, I, I'll use that fairly frequently. Actually, he's a bit of a ne'er do well. Yes, stay away from a scoff him. law. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nick. Thank you. I appreciate it. There's some good stuff out there. We need to bring back some of these words. Yeah. One of my favorites is Pud. bimbo. You can't throw that one around. <laughs> bimbo, no, bimbo yeah. is not accepted. But pud is. Pud is accepted. Try to incorporate pud oh. into some sentence today. Nick brought up a good one uh, from Wikipedia. Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky. <laughs> that was made a character. Up yeah, and uh, Lewis Carroll, who did uh, Alice, uh, Alice's Adventures in the Wonderland and, and yeah. all that. But he was great at uh, him. And um, uh, the guy that wrote Gulliver's Travels came up with some Jonathan really, Swift. Yeah, great. Uh, great words as and well. And Dr. Seuss. Yeah, oh, my God. He came yeah. up with great ones. All nonsense, but then it ended yep. up in our vocabulary. I like yeah. uh, copacetic. That's, that's a, a good one. That's a great word, yeah. too. I do like you that. You got to keep it copacetic. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going to happen. That's keeping separated. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Keep it copacetic. All right. Uh, anyhow, thanks for your contributions. We appreciate it. We'll be back in just a moment. President Steve's Cat Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pierre Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all business challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter
matter the size of your donation, large or small. Every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Man, I can smell those cookies from in here. (laughs) Yummy. We'll do some giveaways, like I said, with those guys. And uh, do you smell anything, Kathy? (laughs) (laughs) I do smell, yes. Mm. I have a very sensitive uh, sense of smell. Kathy does have a very sensitive scent of uh, sense of smell. If you you can't burn scented candles. No, she hates them. Perfumes and things like that will irritate you. I've been at parties before and uh, like there'll be a candle burning and I'll just like, <laughs> and I, like, I blow it out if I'm like anywhere near it. It gives me a headache. Do you ever do that at wakes and churches? <laughs> I'll bet incense drives you crazy too. Oh, yeah, you know what? It's too strong. I don't, yeah. there's some things that I don't mind the smell of. It's just way too strong. Like right. incense. I don't mind it, but it's too strong for me. Yeah. I'm getting more and more that way because I have sinus issues and from time to time I'll smell something like Rochelle was doing those oils. Um, yeah. Those vapor things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after a while, I'm like, I, can you not Too do much. that? A lot of people use them for the soothing aspects yeah, yeah. of them. Uh, I don't mind them. I just, um, I, I prefer like crisp autumn air. You know, to yeah. to to artificially oh, enhance yeah. air. Yeah. We went out uh, for a walk on this Google Trail the other day, and my daughter uh, was just talking about how wonderful this scent was. This yeah. is autumn scent that we were smelling out by the river or the the creek, and uh, you like pancakes. And she said it was reminding her of certain things and places we've been and stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. it's, it's just the best when you get those memories. But Kathy's been having this bizarre, this anomaly. Uh, with her sense of smell. Yeah, it's so weird. And like, I want to see if anybody has had this similar thing take place. And so when she tells it, feel free to call in if, because we want to find out if she's the only one or not. I feel like there has to be. It has to be something. And But what I think is it's not necessarily my smell. I think it's in my head. Okay. Uh, so in the middle of the night, it's happened a number of times, handful of times. In the middle of the night, like one, two o'clock in the morning, I spring up out of my bed because I I thought each time that the house was on fire because I'm smelling I'm smelling something something cooking. And then I realize I smell. I'm like, okay, that's not fire, but it smells like steak cooking or like a burger on the grill. Really? Yes. So good, you're you're having smell. you're having <laughs> smell dreams basically. It, but it's waking me up. Like right. like I mean, I'm jumping up. Like oh my gosh, some something's cooking. I left the stove on, uh, or somebody else left the stove on because I don't turn it on. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I mean. Now, do you tell Dennis? You know, you wake him up and say, do you smell this? No, because the first time I was, um, I was like a little nervous and I got up and I went downstairs and it was nothing. And so the the times after that, I realized what was happening, but I'll get up and I'll, you know, go to the bathroom or or whatever. And just, um, it kind of, of, you know, just goes away and then I go to sleep, but it's there. Like I would say good, maybe like five minutes. How many times has this happened? Would you say? Uh, it's happened. I would say maybe like Four or five times. And you wake up panicking. Well, at first I did, but then I knew what was going on, but it's still waking me up out of a dead sleep. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have visual hallucinations. You you can have audio hallucinations, Mm -hmm. and I just don't know if there is a sense, like a a smell hallucination. It has to be, though. It's nothing. It's not, and it's two o'clock in the morning. It's not like my neighbors are grilling outside. Right. So I have had. Or maybe they are, and as you know, they don't invite you to their parties. (laughs) Kathy got very jealous one time. Yep. So when I had uh, my, my, 
dog was a puppy. He had a really sensitive stomach, and he was having. When we first got him, he was having accidents overnight in in the cage, right. and that would wake me up. The smell would wake me up, and then uh, once we got a handle on it, we got his stomach right. I was still waking up and smelling it, uh, but it, w- there was nothing there, and I don't know if that's you know. Sort well, of this hearse is coming out of nothing. I mean, you're, you're, you're <laughs> that's what I mean. That's, that's predicated what on something. That's what I mean. That's why I think it's in like whatever it is, whatever the dream I may be having, or something that's going on during sleep. Is your pillowcase made out of steakums? No, it's not. It's well, not. <laughs> I don't know if you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I, I'm not. I mine is is still happening, even though there is no accident. Right, do, but, do you they, know but it seemed like you had something that, that triggered it. Yeah, and, and you got used to waking up. So she's yeah. she has nothing. It's not like you had an incident where you woke up and there were houses on fire, right? Or, or there, there, there was, was something being cooked. Cooking. You're just having something out of nothing occurring. Yeah. Do you think that it has anything to do with COVID? And the only reason I ask is because people have different uh, reactions to smell and and loss of sense of smell, and then imagining uh, different <laughs> smells after being diagnosed COVID I, positive. I mean, I, I oh wait, so are you saying I have COVID? Um, I'm asking if saying you're pregnant. I'm asking if there is any connection whatsoever. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know about that. And and also another thing is um, we don't really cook steak in our house, so it's no. not a smell that came from earlier in the day. All right. And you know maybe I'm like dreaming about having a steak. We had, Nick, I think I shared it with you guys. There was a, some people were saying that coffee now smells like rotten meat to them. Yeah, I, I know somebody who was diagnosed, um, and their sense of smell, which used to be incredibly sensitive, like yours, Kathy, um, has changed and altered, and they smell different things now than they used to smell, and their sense of smell has also been greatly diminished. But things that were there before, it's not necessarily audio hallucinations. You all right over there, Bryce? <laughs> um, but it's, 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 they're thrown off. Uh, let me, there's some calls coming in. I'm going to go to Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Good morning. Hi. What's up, Hi, Leanne? Um, Kathy, I've had this for years. And when you guys were talking about the ghost a few weeks ago, um, I, I tried to call in because I've always heard things in the house and I can't figure it out. So I've, I just assumed it was some type of, of ghost in our house. And I wake up at night and I smell hamburger cooking. And I'll go down and I'll check everything. And, and it's happened. I mean, my kids are older now. It's happened since they were little. Is it and is it possible, Leanne, that a, a short order cook died in your house? <laughs> <laughs> it may have, but it's gone from house to house. We've moved a couple times, and it still happens in the new house. All right. So, so outside of the the the, the ghostly stuff, you you you're what Kathy described being um, woken out of a a, a complete sleep because of this smell. That's what you have. Uh, that's what you experience. I, it is. Okay. It is. I don't. I don't know if I'm woken by the smell, but I wake up and I smell it. Okay. All right. Well, hang. Keep listening because there's some other calls coming in. We'll see if these seem similar to you. Thank you, Leanne. Uh, I will go to Tiffany next. Hi, Tiffany. Good morning. Good morning, Tiffany. So, do you experience this? Same thing. It has oh woken me up out of my sleep. But it's never anything sweet. It's not a baking cake. Yeah. It's always something burning. Um, not really a burger, but, but it's something like a fire or burning. And I have woken my husband up. Do you smell that? And he's like, I don't smell a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. So so that, okay. So for with you, it's, it's more the house is on fire unless the delightful taste treat that is a burger. <laughs> I've never really smelled 
smelled a burger, but it's definitely been like a fire or smoke. Um, it, it could be something cooking. I don't know. I've never related it to a burger. Is it is it is it very pungent? I mean, is 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 it yeah. is it a whiff of it or it's overwhelming? It's, it's overwhelming. Wow. It's the same thing. It lasted about five minutes, and, and it would keep me up because, I, you know, I was worried. But now it's the same thing. I'm like, uh, it was just in my dream. Yeah, it, it, ling- it lingers a little bit, and it doesn't go away immediately. And mine is pleasant. It's not like it's something that, you know, uh, that I dislike or something. It's it's almost a pleasant smell. Oh, my God, that's a burger. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> interesting. Uh, Tiffany, you ever talked to a doctor about it? I have not, but um, not too long ago, you guys were talking about, you know, if there's something going on, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a stroke or something like that, it could be brought on by the smell of something burning, like burnt toast. So I got worried and I started to research that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about that. But then it was like, oh, my God, you know, it could be something medical. But yeah, uh, interesting. All right. Thanks, Tiffany. Actually, uh, we have a doctor. It's a different doctor, Mike, but uh, Mike is on the line. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, Mike. You're a physician. I am. I am. Um, when when I heard Kathy talking about this, the classic thing that we are taught in medical school is that people will have the the word that they use for it is actually called an olfactory hallucination. Yeah. So that just means a, a, a smell hallucination. Yeah. And most often, it is usually associated with um, seizure-type disorders. So someone who has epilepsy, they will have a pre-epileptic um, episode where they will have these hallucinations, usually a pretty bad or uh, terrible smell, and then they'll fall into their seizure activity. Um, it can be with other things, but I would probably, if you're having this and it's recurring, it wouldn't be unreasonable to have a visit with your family talk and just talk with them about it. Yeah. He thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> so, so well, well, Mike, so does this happen under any other circumstance other than a, a, a seizure disorder? Um, it can, um, but generally the other reasons are not as good as even that. And so I don't want to be alarming, but that's, you know, when you have that, it can just happen out of the blue, but it's really unusual. Okay. Um, and so uh, I would I would at least talk with your family talk about it. They may say, you know what, they okay. But I'd, I'd, I'd probably talk with them first before I you know went with just a okay. Well, okay. that sounds like good advice. You know, better to err on the side of caution. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Welcome. Have a good morning. You too. All right. From Wikipedia, uh, phantasmia. Phantasmia, also called, as the doctor said, olfactory hallucination or phantom odor, is smelling an odor that's not actually there. It can occur in one nostril or both. Do you have that experience, Kathy? Mm-hmm. Smell in one or the other. I think it's. I think it's. I can smell with one nostril tied behind. It's my pretty back. strong. Unpleasant phantasmia or cacosmia, cacosmia, is more common and is often described as smelling something that is burned, foul, spoiled, or rotten. Okay. Experiencing occasional phantom smells is normal and usually goes away and uh, on its own time. When hallucinations of this type do not seem to go away, or when they keep coming back, it can be very upsetting and can disrupt an individual's quality of life. Mm. 
Sure. Olfactory hallucinations can be caused by common medical conditions such as nasal infections, nasal polyps, or dental problems. We know that's not Kathy's issue. <laughs> no, no, but I do have perfect teeth. I have major sinus issues. I have my entire life, so I don't know. That could be it. That. Is it possible you have a, a burger patty wedged up your nose? <laughs> uh, it can result from neurological conditions such as migraines, head injuries, strokes, Parkinson's disease, seizures, and brain tumors, like the doctor was saying. So these are there are other things. It can also be a Great. symptom of certain <laughs> mental disorders. Oh, now yeah, we're talking. <laughs> Such as depression, bipolar Hater. disorder, uh, intoxication, <laughs> or withdrawal from drugs and alcohol. Okay, or it's not that. <laughs> physical or psychotic disorders. Excessive well. sex. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, there are some things we can That's not it. cross off the <laughs> list. Environmental exposures are sometimes the cause as well, such as smoking, exposure no. to certain types of chemicals, no uh, which would be incesticides and solvents, or radiation treatment for head and neck cancer. Neck cancer. Let me ask you. So uh, on the uh, the the, uh, the sinus thing seems to be the most obvious culprit, right? If you've you've had extensive issues with your sinuses, that could be the 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 issue here. And also, this season has been terrible with them. Yeah, I've had. Excuse me my uh, my sinuses have been active. Uh, I've been I've been getting more of the migraine headaches. They haven't turned into full blown incapacitate me migraines, but I've had them much more often this autumn than I normally have. Yeah, so I think it, it might be uh, some sort of pollen or something mm-hmm. like that. There's a treatment for that. When you go to sleep, place a London broil on your chest. <laughs> mm. Wait a minute. <laughs> I will go to Karen. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. How We're, are you guys? Good. Today? What's up, Karen? Um, I have, uh, it, this really struck a nerve with me because um, ever since the summertime, um, I have had this recurring smell of cigarette smoke. Uh, and it's it's only when I'm in my house, but it's it's all times of the day. I could I could be uh, like laying in my bed at night and wake up at two in the morning, and I I think I smell somebody smoking, hmm. or um, I'll be sitting watching TV or reading the newspaper, and all of a sudden I get this overwhelming um, sense that somebody's go back to sleep. <laughs> do you have Do you have teenage kids, Karen? No, yeah. Well, okay. no, I was wondering no. the same thing. I, nobody smokes. Nobody smokes in the house. Huh. Um, my neighbors uh, don't smoke around me. I've even had um, the the um, uh, air conditioning and heating technician come out and check my check my uh, heating and air conditioning. To and I changed my filter because I, I did talk to my doctor about this uh, during just my regular um, physical routine mm-hmm. physical, and she said, "Well, maybe it's the neighbors that that you know are outside smoking." And I do have a neighbor that smokes outside, but. Sometimes. I can almost guarantee she does not smoke at three or four in the morning, mm. and and I can't figure out what it was, what it is. And at first, I thought it, it might be COVID, yeah. but I don't have any other any other symptoms. Or so, so there's been no di- no no uh, conclusive diagnosis for what the situation no. is. Okay, no. um, but maybe that's enough of a trigger to go and get tested. Uh, maybe you know, I, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just it's very annoying because I am very sensitive to cigarette smoke, right? Um, and it's just. I think, like, why? Like, nobody around. There's no cigarettes around. Karen, do you have any family members or anybody close to you that has passed away that was a cigarette smoker? Yes. Okay, because I had a 
a psychic say to me one time, if you ever smell cigarettes and nobody's sm- and, and nobody around you is, is smoking, and it's you know that is so and so. And I was like, well, okay, that's just weird. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a ghost, Karen, but it's probably it's probably a ghost. It's probably it's a ghost. probably a smoking yeah. ghost. Yeah, the classic smoking ghost. Oh, jeez, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> no, that's interesting that you went to the extent of cleaning the filters out of your uh, HVAC oh, yeah. system. Oh yeah, and still no no issue. Yeah, I I, I find it hard to believe that the cigarette smoke would carry over to your house from your neighbor. Well, uh, that's interesting. what I thought, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's one neighbor that I know of, and, and she lives like three doors away. So, Do you envy Kathy her pleasant meat smell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My stink. No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All right. Wow, that's, that's, that's pretty wild. Thank you, Karen. Uh, sure. By the way, your text says, I always smell cigarette smoke. Unmistakable cigarette smoke. It's so strong I can feel myself breathing it in like my lungs feel full and weak. Wow. Problem is nobody around me smokes, nor do any of my neighbors. It's so weird. Smoke wow. ghost. Clearly a smoke ghost. Smoke, it's got to be. Um, let me go to Lee. Lee, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Bob, what's happening, man? <laughs> Yo, dude. So, so I actually, like, uh, things like um, bacon, I can not only smell it, but I can taste it slightly in my mouth. And, and then sometimes it's also that, um, you know, like that rotten egg smell? Yeah, like sulfur. Yeah, I'll smell it, but then I'll also taste it, and then I realize I farted. Um, <laughs> nice, lady. But the bacon smell. All right. Thank yeah. you, Lee. All right. Uh, let me go to Peter, because uh, he actually went to an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Hi, Peter. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. What's up, my man? Hey, nothing much. Yeah, I've been dealing with this for over a year now, but went to the ENT first. They checked out my sinuses. Everything looked good. Um, I went through a couple other tests. I got a, a brain scan. Um, my, everything in my brain checked out okay. No tumors, which is the, you know, the main thing I was worried about. Um, but yeah, that, my last step is the neurologist. And um, it's not so much a migraine thing. It's more of just, uh, you know, just something weird, weird going on in my brain, I guess. So and, do, you, uh, do you smell it? smell something all of the time or at night or when it's usually it's usually caused by pressure um if i jump in a pool or i shoot mm. guns um or blow my nose too hard it's it triggered by anything so yeah you know, and before you go to sleep don't you hard. discharge a fire yeah <laughs> wait wait that causes pressure on you shooting guns yeah if it's like a you know a heavier round okay um, like a tense yeah. like a percussive blast up. yeah okay i got yeah, you yeah okay so yeah. yeah so so it really could be triggered by anything and i don't i don't really know um what it is i went on diets you know did this and that and you know no real help so what's wow. the smell what's that what is the smell uh it smells almost like leather like uh like yeah, it could be a burning, but leather boots is the the, the wow. I like that smell. It's a pleasant. Yeah, smell. I do like that yeah. smell. Uh, it is. It is. It can it can be for for some people, but it almost triggers like a, a panic attack or an anxiety attack when it when it goes yeah. on. I, I yeah, because it off. doesn't oh, seem honestly. natural to you. Yeah, maybe you're smelling your fart. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Well, yeah, you guys. Have a great day. All right, man. That, that, he's, that's an extensive amount of checking into that he's doing. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. You just had it a couple of times. When was the last time you had it, Kathy? Um, a couple, uh, last week. It was sometime last week because oh. I brought it up to you guys then. I'll go to Vanessa here. Hi, Vanessa. Good morning. Hi. Hey. Um, I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. It happens to me all the time, except it's nothing good like hamburgers, which <laughs> I would love. <laughs> 
What is it? Um, mostly it's cigarette smoke, and nobody smokes in my house. Nobody smokes anywhere in the vicinity. Wow. Um, a couple times it's been like an ammonia, like a cleaning smell that's woken me up. At, yeah, it's not. Kathy would like one. that though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, when you when you have um, when you smell actual cigarette smoke, is is there any noticeable difference between the hallucination versus the actual smelling of it? If you're near uh, somebody who's smoking, no. It, I can actually like I, it'll crazy. be all day that I smell it, and I can. It feels like I'm actually breathing it. So, 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 if you're, uh, you've obviously been in a room where people were smoking, and, and yeah. is this exactly that? It smells. It smells the same. It kind of irritates your throat the same, but it may not be like as strong as if you were right next to somebody smoking. Still, but, that's pretty amazing that you're getting the even the um, related effects of it with your throat and everything. Casey clearly believes it's a smoke it's coast. A smoke coast. <laughs> yeah. No right. doubt. Thank you, Vanessa. Wow. All right. Bye. One more quick call. I'm going to go to Tommy who's been on hold for a while. Hi, Tommy. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. No. What's up, dude? So, uh, Doc, my took my thunder a little bit here, but uh, basically uh, my anatomy professor basically said this. When you have a smell, the molecules of that scent get stuck on your olfactory bulb, and they can be released weeks later. So we dissected like a, a mouse or a rat. I can't remember what it was. And weeks later, that was released. So I would be in the cafeteria eating, uh, and I'd just smell rat or mouse. Mm. So, yummy. Uh, but but yeah. Tommy, doesn't doesn't it seem strange you pe- that that people are having this over extended periods of time? Yeah, so I do physical therapy, and we actually have patients that have something called a vestibular migraine. So they don't get any headaches. They get these bouts of dizziness, and it's precipitated in some patients by a smell like that. Uh, also trauma, allergies. So this is fall allergies, Kathy. You might be um, experiencing some sinus issues, and that's those that smell, that cookout smell is being released to molecules. Um, it's a little bit more benign than what Doc Mike was saying, but uh, you know, the flip side is it could be something serious like seizure activity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go with the sinus thing and also yeah. either or she's stark raving mad. Right. That might be too. All right, Tommy, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Sure. All right, cool. Tommy want wingy. Okay. <laughs> that was for you, sir. Uh, interesting. Yeah. You should talk to Mike about it. You should yeah. talk to Dr. Mike about it. Just minute. He'll be like you again. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what? I know. Me talk- too. I bring in stuff all the time. I'm like, I've been talking to him for years. Just saying, and we keep trying stuff and trying stuff. It's like, all right, I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, they don't know, man, sometimes. He rules the day he took us on because we're, oh, we all go to Dr. Mike. and he goes, You could keep me. I, I could just work on you guys all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Anyhow, interesting. So hopefully we find something out about that. But thanks for sharing, Kev. Uh, we're going to take a break. All right. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, all right, so we have some guests coming up in a little while. We're going to talk to Adam McKay. Very excited to speak to him. Um, Anchorman, Step Brothers, Vice, a lot of great movies uh, and shows that he's been a part Talladega of. Talladega Nights. Yeah. Uh, he's got something new he's working on next week that's star-studded, by the way. Leo like, is in it. This is the biggest star-studded cast of this next movie, and he'll tell you about it, but it's yep. pretty amazing. we got a couple minutes. You want me to talk about the things you can put in the, in the dishwasher <laughs> for Kathy? Yeah. Yeah, do it. It's that, but it's it's pretty lengthy. Okay, I mean, so then let's save it because I really want to know. All right, then there's she wants to luxuriate it. My dishes don't get clean in the dishwasher. They just right. don't get clean in the dishwasher. Okay, Case, to that point, have you guys seen this? That is this dish. I man, what a rock and roll show this is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, there's this detergent or this dish detergent yeah. that they're advertising where they say don't wash the yep. food off. It's a new ad campaign. Right. It's pretty effective. Don't what? wash the food off your 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 uh, plates and stuff. Yes. Put it in. Uh, you don't want it. Well, that, you tell them the sales point, Nick. So the part of the sales pitch is that it's it saves water. So instead of rinsing and and doing the dishes uh, ahead of time, the, the pre-rinse, the pre-wash, okay. and then putting them in the dishwasher, you can use this detergent and put it in the dishwasher, and you'll be fine, and you'll save some water. I don't quite buy it. Like well, if you, if you yeah. have to, you've had like lasagna or something. Right. You're not going to wash that dish. And they no. show him putting in. Here's the deal. You're going to have to clean that out of the bottom of your dishwasher right. afterwards because yeah. there's there's a, a it's got to go through a screen. Yeah. Uh, and it, it will trap some of that stuff. But if you're putting too much stuff in there, it's not going to drain properly. There's one campaign that has uh, is it Dex Shepard and Kristen Bell? Or there's um, a celebrity husband and wife that are advertised. Oh no, it's um, Sarah it Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. are advertised. I swear to God, yeah, yeah. and and they are advertising this dish, dish detergent. And part of it is your your water bill will go down. You can uh, do the dishes every night, and they they kind of turn into like a, a sexy thing, right? Because I do it every night. I do it after she's dinner. She's giving them a handy while they're right. Doing yeah, it. she. I was going <laughs> to say something I shouldn't say. Let me <laughs> let me put a little bit more lotion in there. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I uh, to me that seemed bizarre that you would not clean off the place. I, I mean, they're saying at all. 
I mean, obviously, yeah, I don't obviously think that's, you, I don't think you can take good. the turkey leg off in prep. You remember the brand because we need that. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think that's good for your dishwasher, but yeah. And but then again, if if you're saving water, well, how is it on the phosphates and all these other things? You right. know what I mean? Oh, so it's horrible. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so here we're watching the commercial. Battery acid. Um, Cascade. Cascade? Yeah, that's just, what they're selling. Just regular old Cascade. Wow, wow he looks old. Uh, so she's gotten older, too. Wait, uh, no, the, the one that I saw was not regular Cascade. It was a, um, it was more of a, a straight-up liquid out of a uh, dispenser. Okay. I, yeah, my daughter accidentally put palm olive in the dishwasher earlier this week. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. How did that turn out? I came, I, I didn't enter the kitchen until the cleanup was done. <laughs> So oh man, why didn't you tell us about that? I, I love forgot. That. I forgot. Oh, that's I just great. Remembered right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's like out of a sitcom. <laughs> Who else has this little scenario? I go. This happens all the time. I go open the dishwasher yesterday because there's dishes in the sink, and I'm gonna put them, put in, them the in the dishwasher. dishwasher. Uh-huh. Open up the dishwasher. Dirty dishes in there. I open it up and realize it's full, oh, complete. Why to would capacity. you not turn it on? And and not only that, the little the little cleaner tab is in there. I'm ready oh. to go. Oh, all I have to do is hit one button <laughs> and turn it on. That's all I gotta do. Mm-hmm. Turn it on. It's like what? Why not? And I'm not gonna put this. I'm not gonna hang this person out to dry on the radio. Who is it? But it's the same one every time. It's the same one every mm-hmm. time. Is it All a right. boy or a girl? It's a senior member of the household. <laughs> <laughs> a senior member? A high-ranking official. I don't get it. I just, um, I've said it over and over. I'm getting paid back for how I was as a child. That's I, what, yeah? Because I'm complaining about the things that I was totally guilty of. So, uh, yeah. you know, in my bathroom, I uh, there was a an empty toilet paper roll in the toilet paper dispenser. Mm-hmm. And then there was a half-empty roll of toilet paper sitting above the toilet. So people that were using that toilet paper didn't take the one that was in the rack and, and put it in the toilet paper dispenser, which to me seems like the obvious thing to do. That <laughs> yeah. one's out. You take that off and you put the other one on. It's not sure. even that hard. Yeah. I mean, it's really not even that difficult. Yeah. And most of the time, the toilet paper gets put on upside down. Yeah. Oh, well, that I don't care about. But, I do. But one, uh, you prefer the roll to come, the flap to come over the top? That's the way it's supposed to be done. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we, finally, Rochelle had bought, instead of the uh, the toilet, pole, toilet paper roll dispenser with the little spring in it, you know, you have to take yeah. the little thing mm-hmm. out, bar. Now, it's just one end. You just, you just, it's hang just it. a little thing. Oh, you just hang it there. It's even easier. It's even easier. Do you know what I despise? And still, sometimes somebody doesn't. <laughs> do I despise it. the little freestanding toilet paper holder with the always insufficient base weight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so you pull on it and knock the whole thing over every goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Yep, they don't consider these things, do they? Uh, no, they do not. You need to hang a sandbag on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or how about just do what other people do and have a regular toilet paper dispenser? Where is your toilet paper dispenser? Uh, next to the toilet. Oh, I know, so but just like tell me, like if you're sitting, are you reaching to, to, the, to left. the right, reaching out and to the right, out and to the right? That's Where? in one bathroom. Okay, it, it varies in in some of the bathrooms. All right, what my about bathroom you? is to the left. But uh, but like out to like no, right up right to the left. Bit. So because yeah. I like to be able to do it like I'm I'm drawing down in a in a gunfight, <laughs> so I, I can. <laughs> Okay. Quick draw. Yeah. So mine is. is yours on the ceiling? Or, no, no. It, it, I have to reach behind, to the wall behind me. No. That's bad. At right? Home? Yeah. Pardon now, me while I get some toilet paper. Is it, is it just not, is there not a wall directly next to the to the toilet? Where it's, Correct. There's um, not a wall on either side. Is the toilet in the middle of the room? 
Uh, yeah, it's like in Pittsburgh of. in the basement where exactly. they've got a toilet in the middle of the hell is that? Yeah, it's basement. No, it is. It, it's in the, it's kind of in the center like a, of the room. It's up against the wall, but um, to the left is... It's like the, a Silence of the Lambs configuration. To the left is the tub area, and then to the right is a stand-up shower, which is completely glass, which I... It's funny because when uh, we built the house, I suggested a few things in the house and they were like, no, 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 you, you don't need that or that's not how it goes. And I'm thinking, well, this is the first house I've ever built. I, right. Yes, you're correct. I don't know. Two houses down from me, they built that house right after mine. The two things I suggested, they did on that. No, red bastards. And one of them was to do a ha- like a half of a wall on the all glass shower. Okay. Uh, and so then the, you can the, hang the toilet the paper toilet roll paper, there. The yeah. toilet paper roll would have went there. Yeah. Right. Well, we all have our cross to bear canopy. <laughs> <laughs> Yours should, is the toilet. I should paper. be a home builder. You got to reach behind you. <laughs> all right, our next guest is ready. We're excited to have him on this morning. It's always a great conversation. And I and I equate him with. Um, the camp out. I mean, obviously, we love him so, for so many other things. Yep. But he, uh, there is a, a a lineage to the camp out that uh, makes sense. And as we've said, he's uh, he's written or directed or done both uh, your favorite movies. Yeah. Which is wonderful. God. Uh, please welcome uh, Mr. Adam McKay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Adam. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm talking to you through an N95 mask. Ah. Oh, you are? Okay. Are you? Uh, I'm on set. We're uh, like lunatics trying to shoot a film here in Boston, and uh, it's crazy. And, and this, would be, this would be Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill and all these super-duper big famous people, right? That's it. That's exactly it. So we start filming on Monday, and we're just checking out our set today. But I was like, okay. you know what? I got to make time for you guys. Oh, no, we love it. And we can't thank you enough for that. Uh, uh, so so uh, just a quick thing, um, and if we understand this correctly, uh, this movie that you're working on is, is a bit of a return to, uh, to a little bit more comedy leaning? Yeah, yeah. I, I spent enough time with Dick Cheney that I needed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff is so crazy right now. It's like I all think we need like a good hard laugh. I mean, that Borat too was just such oh my god, such a joy. And uh, you know, so all the actors were all excited that we can actually laugh through some of this madness we're all going through. What's it going to be like steering Meryl Streep and Kate Blanchett through comedic material? I'm sure they're looking forward to because they do so much drama stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy with these great actors. They're really funny. They yeah. have amazing instincts. I mean, you've obviously seen Streep and Blanchett have both done really funny stuff before. Devil Wears Prada was pretty comedic. And then uh, Kate Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok oh. killed me. Unbelievable. Oh Un- I mean, what a revelation. And uh, to be that ominous and that funny and... And, and sexy. And, and yeah, yeah, Emma Peel sexy. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. So all these guys have great instincts. You know Jonah Hill. I mean, he's obviously funny as hell. And DiCaprio, I mean, watch Wolf of Wall Street. The guy is, you know, sharp, comedic chops. So it's a great group. And, like, they're all excited. We're all excited to just, you know, the premise is about two astronomers who discover a comet that's going to hit Earth. And they have to go on a media tour around the country. To warn everyone, and you can kind of guess what happens. One of them becomes a celebrity. The other ends up becoming the most hated woman on the Internet, blah, 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 on and on. And uh, 
Yeah, it's fun, man. It's absurd. It's kind of in the tradition of like Network and Doctor Strangelove and Bag uh, the Dog. Uh, the, that's, get any anywhere near those great films, we'll be happy. That that's a great pedigree. Yeah. So you guys are shooting in Boston. Uh, are you? Uh, does DiCaprio play somebody from Boston? Because he did a pretty convincing job of it with uh, in Departed. No, no, we're shooting. I mean, this movie kind of takes place all around the world. So there's parts that are in Boston. There's parts that are in D.C. There's parts that are in New York. You name it. It's kind of kind of a little bit of a global story, but mostly in New York, D.C., and a little bit of Michigan. All right. Of the class, well, we, I don't know if we call them classic, but of the uh, large celestial bodies heading towards Earth uh, movies, is there a particular one that, that uh, is a favorite of yours? Is it When Worlds Collide, Deep Impact? Armageddon. Uh, yeah, I love when worlds collide. There's also a really interesting art film called Two Earths that's kind of cool. Yeah, we abstract. We had them in here. They went. When, I, I think that is that's a pretty wild movie. Yeah, it's, it's well done. It's a, an indie movie. Yeah, and then I like Deep Impact of all the kind of traditional something's going to hit Earth movies. That one's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember, is there a comet or an asteroid in the movie Stakeout? Um, <laughs> With uh, Richard Dreyfuss God, and Emilio. should have been. <laughs> it it, it could have saved us. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for that, Adam. Oh, my God. Um, we were curious. You were one of the first people we thought of when this uh, deep fake of the stepbrothers scene with um, Stallone and Schwarzenegger popped up. Have you seen it, Adam? Oh, my God. I was blown away by it. In fact, John C. Riley sent it to me. Oh. And he's like, have you seen this? And I was like, oh, my God, reality's done. Oh, like, my. It's yeah. it's so good, that especially Stallone's, uh, I, the way it, 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 it translates when he looks at the sword. <laughs> I, and we, I must have watched it a hundred times. We yeah. always have it on. Yeah. I mean, I want to see it with other actors because, yeah. like, I want to see, like, ten different versions. I want to see, like, <laughs> yeah. Deer Hunter, Chris Walken, and Robert De Niro. Yeah. I want to see, like, you know. Uh, you know, the cast of Silver Spoons, uh, Charles in charge. I want to see cartoon characters. Uh, let me, it's let, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Let me ask you something. As so obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're a, an Academy Award winning filmmaker. What, what does this technology, is, is this, is this something that provides opportunity? Is it merely a diversion? What's your take on this? Oh, it's definitely something you can use in movies. We're starting to see it show up. I mean, an early version was the social network with the twins, and they did pretty, the Winklevoss twins, right, they right. did pretty advanced stuff with that. That was kind of Fincher ahead of the game. Uh, and it's already coming up on a lot of movies. There's a lot of ways you can shoot actors when they're not in the location. You can do head replacement. And then on the other, this is a fun side effect on the other side of it, too. It's probably the end of our democracy as we know. <laughs> well, that's weird. I mean, th I remember when this first started to come out, and even the people who invented the technology said, um, a, a lot of them were saying, uh, okay, we're not quite sure about this because you, you could effectively, mm -hmm. um, you know, persuade people that, that you know, that, again, you, you could put out the clarion call that, that a, uh, an asteroid was heading towards Earth and put someone who we all know is to be someone in a position of, of authority and cause a panic. 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and by the way, that is going to happen. That's like three weeks away. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I hope you can wrap up the shooting of the movie because I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 hilarious. Uh, um. So so Adam, you know, you were you were you're um. You've been to the camp out, and obviously you know what what uh, the uh, the event is and how big it is. We're paring it down, um, you know, this year, and and we're going to have a um, um, you know, obviously we have to be very safe about it and everything. But uh, if we can uh, impose upon you to put the call out to fans of Adam McKay movies to incite people to come down and uh, and donate, uh, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is a time we all have to band together and support each other. We all know all the reasons why. So, honestly, anything you can give, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, but let's be for real, at least 100. Um, (laughs) Also, I encourage people, like, if you go through your garage and there's a bunch of junk, send it to the radio station. (laughs) Come by and dump it in the parking lot. Yes, that's new. We support I will get the ball rolling with a $20,000 donation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, of course. I'm blown away. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, Adam, that's, uh, you. well, we appreciate that uh, more than you can imagine. I, I would have been uh, but have been more dramatic in my uh, entree into that conversation if I had to know. That's, <laughs> that, that's, ama- that's amazing. That's very generous. Thank you so much. Well, Philly's my hometown. I love Philadelphia. Any way I can help during these times, even if it's just a small thing like that, man, I'm totally there for the whole town and for you guys. And I love that you guys do this every year. It's exactly the kind of spirit you know, we need in this country right now, which is just everyone helping each other out. Not to get, you know, too maudlin, but it's really true. It's touching, and I love you guys are doing it this year of all years. I know it must be difficult, so yeah, yeah. anyone out there who's gotten a good laugh off the of Step Brothers or Anchorman who are even enjoyed the more serious stuff or watches Succession, give whatever you can. Alright, and we'll also use this to call out uh, Judd Apatow <laughs> uh, to match or beat your donation. There we go. Because yeah. he's done that oh, before. He better, man. He's better. <laughs> he's, you know, that guy lives in a, a you know, sterling silver mansion. <laughs> Constructed <laughs> out of sterling oh, silver. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm, sure. I'm totally not tweeted. I'm totally directly at Judd Apatow. <laughs> Wow. All right. We'll, we'll Help ma- out. Come on, Judge. Come on. <laughs> we'll put the word out to him. Uh, Adam, as you're getting ready to uh, to start uh, shooting this, how, how long do you guys, how, how's it going to be different this time around with COVID and, and, and everything? Is it is it going to be a longer process because of that? You know, honestly, it, it, we're not really doing anything. There's no math. There's no <laughs> <laughs> Life is too short. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I just wing it? That was like our safety meeting once the guy just came out and he goes, all right, everyone, wing it. <laughs> and uh, so it's, it's crazy. I could go on for like a half an hour. There's like red zones, yellow zones, yeah. green oh, zones. Wow. I mean, Netflix really has stepped up. They put a lot of extra money into it for safety. We've got COVID observers. There's constant tests. Every day you walk in, there's temperature checks. There's uh, every two days you get a colonoscopy. <laughs> that's uh, a little, that seems a little extreme. <laughs> uh, that I don't know what that does, but, you know, they're there. And they right. The and, alcohol and the next person comes in, and it's a bit graphic, but you got to get it done. Adam, I don't know if that's medically sound, but anyway. The, <laughs> uh, but you, you as the leader should be the guy that you see walking around who's trying with the mask.
mask below his nose. Uh, you see those guys walking around all the time. All the time. I love those guys. I love those guys. They're like, someone told me to wear the mask, but I'm not really going to wear the mask. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre world that we're in right now, but we're working our way through it. And, uh, and the entertainment that's provided is a big part of, I think, people's ability to yeah. hang on to a little bit of sanity. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're following through and not doing a virtual thing with this. Yeah. We're, we're even just, just at least the impression that we have a bit of normalcy is meaning a lot. Yeah. And, and we're looking forward to the, the, the movies and shows that are going to be released, thankfully, uh, in the very near future. So, um, you know, keep, keep cranking it out, man. But listen, we can't thank you enough for this unbelievably generous donation. That's, that's huge. You see, our, our text messages are exploding right now. Yeah. Uh, with people who are excited to hear about that. And so. people are dropping off stuff in the garage. Yeah. yeah <laughs> good, good. I mean it like an old lawnmower. Humidifier. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Listen, it, it is great to hear from you. We'll let you get back to work. We know you're a busy man, but uh, we appreciate you putting the word out. And, and once again, thank you so much, Adam. All right. I love you guys. Love that you do this. And uh, tremendous amounts of love for all of Philadelphia. I, I wish I could come back and visit right now. But as soon as this craziness breaks, I'll be back. Yes. We, we look forward to it. We got to do our screening of uh, Step Brothers at yeah. the theater somewhere. Oh, for sure. man. Yeah. How about it? We're definitely doing that. We're going to need that. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thank Adam McKay. Yeah. Thank you. He's a saint. He is. Oh the God. man is a saint. He is hilarious. 20 grand. Super nice guy. What a nice guy. And I didn't, dude, I didn't no. expect him to throw dollar no, one no. at this. I just wanted him to uh, to kind of stimulate his audience and, and, yeah. and maybe, uh, you know, invite people that, that are fans to, to get out and donate. He just donated $20,000. Yeah. God damn it, man. What a great guy. I donated a dollar the other day when I went to Acme. Yeah. The thing came up, and I was like, why not? Every little bit, man, but that's just, that's massive, so, wow. I'm, I'm, a li- I'm, I'm, you're verklempt. I'm, I'm, I'm verklempt, I'm speechless, <laughs> and I'm a little bit horny. Yeah. I'm going to take um, that audio, I'm going to send it to Judd Apatow yes. as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> wow. Okay. And did he say he was going to tweet at Apatow he, as well? He said yes, that. Okay. Tweet at All, right, All right, cool. I feel kind of bad about that. I mean, I like, know. you know, forcing the guy to donate $20,000. He lives in a Sterling Silver Mansion. That's true. So. I didn't think about that. All right. They're wow. getting colonoscopies every two days. <laughs> God, he is hilarious. Adam, no wonder those movies come out of his mind. All right, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. The Beat File, brought to you by Pro Team Collision. If you find yourself in a car accident, call the team that cares about you and your repairs, ProTeamCollision.com. Six stolen goats are safe with their family after three teenagers who stole them brought them back home. The teens involved in the baby goat theft have agreed to do chores around the farm as punishment. The six goat, fluff, the six goats, Fluffy, Lady, Peanut, Nibbles, Pepsi, and Taco. And John Fillerman. Were reported stolen from <laughs> Mooville Creamery in Nashville on Monday. This must be, I saw footage and the sound was down and they had these beautiful little baby goats. This must be what the story was. Yeah, this is a very oh, I cute. I actually was going to get to this in the Bizarre File yesterday, but they hadn't found who did yeah, it. Yeah, okay. They, they it was did. an inside job, so to speak, then, right? Uh, not really. Uh, later in the day, Monday, the goats were returned home safe. Lindsay Westendorp uh, cares 
for the goats and the other animals at the petting zoo. And uh, Westendorp said that three teenagers brought the baby goats back after she and other family members worked with police and other concerned citizens scouring social media for clues, leading them to find photos of their goat posted by someone else. The parents of the boys recognized what happened when they saw the photo. The group coordinated with police to bring the goats back okay, to the Okay, so it wasn't an inside job. No, but they're, now they're going to work at the farm as punishment. That's kind of, that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And, and maybe they'll learn, if you're not careful, you might learn something. Uh, Westendorp said that there are plenty of unpleasant things to do around the farm that they can do. You know what? Maybe they'll find out that they kind of like it. Maybe they'll learn a trade. You huh? never know. Maybe they'll kill the goats. Uh, if you think you're an adrenaline junkie, you got nothing on this guy. Gordon Precious of Ontario was 94 years and 306 days old when he took a CMH heli skiing summer adventures trip to the Caribou Mountains in British Columbia. So he jumped out of a helicopter and skied? This is when they drop you out of a helicopter. Jeez. He and his guide were lifted by helicopter to the top of Nectar Ski Run. This is going to be great. And made their way down the mountain. I can't move! <laughs> Everything below my neck is dead. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> so, uh, Precious... That was actually just when they were taking off. <laughs> Precious has he now... over a carpet. <laughs> ...has now taken the world, the Guinness World Record for oldest heli-skier. I'm very excited to be above the mountain skiing. It's a dream come true. just charging my spinal column. <laughs> <laughs> so he beat out a 91-year-old. So here's the deal. I don't think he jumps out of the plane. They pushed him out. Or out of the out of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they they land, but they're in ungroomed, you know, virgin territory up on the mountain and ski down. Right. So, so uh, but still, that's a, that's a feat for a 94-year-old. That is pretty amazing. Me? Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. <laughs> Uh, people are getting creative when it comes to staying safe from COVID-19, and it has prompted at least one Michigan library to issue a public warning during COVID-19. COVID-19! Stop microwaving books. Wait, why? A burn... Oh, no, to, 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 to kill germs and stuff. Yeah, a burned book was returned to the Kent District Library after being damaged in a microwave. They said don't... You should wash them in the shower. Don't microwave anything from the library. The books have metal in the security radio frequency identification tags yeah. which are located inside of the book and when the metal entered the microwave a hole was burned into the cover. The library wants its users to know that all materials are in quarantine for 72 hours by the way due to the plastic protection on items so there is no need to take any further sterilization steps. They are using U.S. Centers for Disease Control guidelines to ensure safety for using library materials. <laughs> You don't have to microwave your books. Yeah, there's been a lot of needless microwaving of yes, things. Yes. Uh, an Omaha man was arrested early Saturday after police said he doused a downtown bar with pepper spray after being turned away, sending the patrons inside into the streets. Ryan Shufty was booked for disorderly conduct and two counts of assault. The incident occurred at T. Henry's Friday night. Security of the bar shared the video. 
of a man and woman being turned away at the door because the bar was at 50% capacity. Employees said the man appeared to be okay with being turned away, but then seconds later, he turned around and sprayed what appeared to be pepper spray into the bar. According to a staff member, uh, Jacob Pachunka, he said, I turned around and all of a sudden my eyes and throat were burning and I was coughing and everyone around me was coughing. Uh, it was slowly spreading through the bar uh, and to the patrons and whatnot. So my first reaction was to get to the bar and make an announcement and get everybody out of the building. Well, now they had room to let them in. Employees said that uh, they were able to contact these surrounding bars where the man, a man matching the description of the man caught on surveillance video was found and later arrested. For There's it. a lot of people with access to pepper spray. You can just yeah. buy it. Yeah. A youngster inadvertently earned his parents a citation when he told a Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan DNR officer uh, that there were no life jackets. Mm, I'm from Michigan and we have not enough life jackets. Excuse me, sir? I said I'm from Michigan and we don't have enough life jackets. I'm sorry, what? I'm... Are you with someone? A, a caregiver, perhaps? <laughs> I get him from Michigan, and we don't have any lift tickets. <laughs> Give him some food. I think he's hungry. Some water. Definitely some electrolytes. <laughs> he's hallucinating. <laughs> Sit down, sir. You, no, it's you might be having the, a heat stroke. It's all part of the monkey heist, Kathy. <laughs> uh, I'm having a day. Yeah, I'm having are. a day. <laughs> There were no life jackets on their fishing boats. <laughs> the unlucky encounter occurred over Memorial Day weekend when Josh Boudreaux, Boudreaux, a conservation officer, was patrolling the Dead River Basin when he saw a child excitedly reel in a small walleye. After congratulating the kid on his catch and explaining what a conservation officer was, the kid excitedly exclaimed, Mommy and Daddy don't have life jackets. <laughs> oh, thanks, you little sweetheart. Boudreaux laughed. And they have drugs, too. Boudreaux and they're swingers. Laughed off the comment, <laughs> assuming the child was referring to the fact that the adults were not wearing them, yeah. unlike the kids. However, upon further inspection of the safety equipment, it was found that neither parent had a personal flotation device for themselves. <laughs> and a citation was issued for failing to maintain and carry safe equipment on their vessel. They didn't have any life, life jerkets <laughs> in Michigan. In Michigan. <laughs> Some people are wondering if I had a stroke in the middle of it. <laughs> like the Ryan Seacrest audio. <laughs> All right, that's what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Steve, you teased something to us. You didn't want to share it with us because we wanted to, to get the information fresh on the air, but you had some kind of a realization recently. It's one of those things where, like, I never realized that. Okay. I didn't know. No, I, I've started to do a little bit of, you know, woodworking. My brothers in law are all, are all contractors. <clears throat> and I think it's fun and I'm, I'm trying to get my chops up and, you know, I have the tools and I have the, uh, the saws and all that stuff and, and, uh, drills. I'm, I'm amassing my equipment in a nice way. I'm not trying to, you know, I didn't buy everything at once. I'm trying to do this right mm-hmm. instead of the way I usually do it, which is go so hog wild that I get stuff I never use. And then I was just watching a video about something that I just bought, a tool, and the guy does something with a Craftsman screwdriver, and I'm like, oh my God, I never knew that's what that was for. So you know the classic Craftsman screwdriver that has the angled, sort of like a hexagon, I guess, Mm -hmm. handle, yes, and then the blue thing underneath it. It has like a blue base underneath it. Blue base. So it's red and like a red and white. Okay. And then it goes down to like a blue nub that it sticks into and below that is the shaft of the screwdriver. Where you open it up and inside are the bits. So 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 here. Oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Right. We see a picture of it. Yes. So I why do you think it's designed that way? Um I don't know because the 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 back part of it is is slotted so your grip holds nicely and I don't know Steve I always thought it was like to keep it from rolling off a table. Do you know what it's for? No. It's uh, you so you can take a combination wrench put it over the handle. Okay. And the blue part will it will will moves around so you can actually Oh. Provide extra torque while you're screwing in a screw. So the so it's actually. I always thought this this goddamn screwdriver is broken because I. <laughs> but that's the whole, the per, it's designed so you can put a wrench over the handle. That's crazy. So like what Did we're you looking. Know that? No, no, but and like you, it, you're doing this stuff too. Well, it makes perfect sense to me. It looks like you know, like basically when you're putting a bike pedal on, right? Um. You would think that it would be perfectly round, but it's not. It's right. it's got um, let's just call them walls. It's got walls on it so that you can put a, uh, a wrench on there. And uh, wow, I so never knew that it's either. It's actually man. designed so you can slide the, the 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 combination wrench over the top, and then you hold on to the blue base, and you can turn it and provide extra oh. torque when you're tightening or loosening a screw. Oh, I see what you're saying. You just kind of are guiding it with your hands. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's smooth. I got you. Okay. That makes sense. I never knew that. I always thought I must. Um, I thought Craftsman made great stuff. These things are broken. Yeah. In shop class, we made our own screwdrivers. And the handle, uh, it was interesting, that plastic part, um, they had like a big, long, like 10-foot long section of that. Right. And you would cut it off. And then you would use like a, a a grinder to smooth out and make that little area that you were talking about. Did you know that? That's what that was no, for. I didn't know what it was for. <laughs> and the guy, the guy who's leading the video, 
was almost condescending. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking <laughs> to the computer. I guess I'm, I'm not new to this. Yeah. But they, you feel like an idiot. You can't yeah, help yeah. but not feel like an idiot. And there's a text that came in, and Preston, I'll let you read it. But it's like, I, I didn't know either, Steve. So if it makes you feel any better, I had no clue. Here it says, yeah, you put a wrench on him. Learned that when I was 12. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you're a tradesman. You're a craftsman. You know, like. I know. I had A I, lot of us don't know these things, I right? had no effing idea. There's a, um. There's a little hole at the end of a lot of pots and pans, right? Right. And uh, what I didn't realize until adulthood, adulthood is that uh, that's for putting in a spatula. It's a place to store one of the tools that you're using for cooking. I wouldn't um, I think I think it's initially made to hang up on a hook. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And I think that's that people have figured out, oh, you can do this too. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because there are a lot of, uh, you, you'll see these things on like, you know, BuzzFeed and, and websites that have these lists and so on, you know, items for that, uh, things that, that have an intention you never knew about, like... And I'll give you an example. Right. Uh, when you're opening a soda, the tab, okay, the pull tab that you use to open it. Yeah. Once you open it, if you spin it around so that it covers the hole, uh, there's a little tiny hole in that tab, and you stick your straw through it, and it'll keep your straw perpendicular. Right. I didn't know that. It. I don't think it was made for that. No. Do you know it wasn't made for you, that? But you can use it that way. That's my guess. Okay. I wonder if it was my original bullet. If I were to look at that initially, Preston, I'd say that's so you can put a little bit more of your finger through it as you pop it open. Yeah. But if there's a straw plan involved, that's ingenious, and then now I feel extra stupid. Here, Nick just pulled up a video called Four Tape Measure Tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end of the tape measure, the the little... Uh, the lip. The, the, the lip that, that you use to pull it out right. of, mm-hmm. of the, the, the container, there's actually a small hole uh, in there, and that is used to... Uh, you can clip it onto a nail. If you are if you put in a nail and you want to measure something... I watched my brother-in-law do that. It'll hold it in place. Mm-hmm. That looks like it was was by design. Like, I think probably. that probably was designed to do that type of thing. That's actually to hold a straw, actually, Nick. <laughs> I don't think, I've never seen anybody do that. Like, my dad will put that out to the furthest it'll go, and it, it doesn't bend, and you know what I mean? Like, he knows how to use it. I've never seen him use a nail. Like, are, are seasoned contractors it? actually doing well, that, or use, is it like me? You yeah. Know? <laughs> you use a nail, or you use, you know, the corner of something. Yep. Or you we're, get we're, your your son to hey stand there yeah hold this, hold this. Hold yeah. This. Yeah. That's, yeah yeah that's why I had Don't kids move. yeah uh, that's I mean, why I didn't use a condom that night look, my wanted, mom I wanted to help in the workshop my mom didn't know that her iPhone had a flashlight on it right okay. so like what? and she didn't know she had no clue and I had to change this uh, this uh, little fixture in in her kitchen downstairs and uh, and I was like oh here you know she's like well I have a flashlight over here I said well that's great but you I need right uh, you have one right here and I can't put that flashlight where I need to. Put Put it and yeah, you know, but you know, I could have been like a real dick about it, and you're like, "Hey, you idiot! How long have you had that?" I knew that when I was twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, with, with the flashlight uh, thing, uh, an easier way. If you are doing some work and you need to use it, and your hands are full and something like that, you can ask Siri to turn it on and off for you if you want. To. No, you, you don't What's have the to. flashlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me. I'll show Stop you. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, Get si- out of here. <laughs> I'm talking to Siri. Will you please? Hey Siri, turn on the flashlight. Here you go. You ready? Oh my! Did mine go off? Hey Siri, turn the flashlight off. (gasps) Yeah. 
There you oh, go. That's all wow. I mean. So if your hands are full, you can you can use it. Or if it's sitting Love in it. a position where you need it on or off at certain times, you can just use that hands-free function. Dude, thank I, you so I didn't much. know that. I, I came across some, you know, Siri tricks that you can do uh, online. I was like, well, Get son of a bitch. I knew that when I was 12. So I used to be able to, you know, you remember how the, the landlines had flashlights on them? Yeah. My princess phone. I would tape a flashlight to yeah. the landline. And, <laughs> and I'd call Maud at the... Uh, right, the yeah. You know, uh-huh. putting the plugs in at the central phone operating. All right, so along these lines, I have a question because there's all this work being done on the building and uh, we, there's a lot of heavy equipment outside on the parking lot. They're doing a lot of external stuff um, here at One Ballot Plaza right now. I saw two pieces of equipment yesterday that I didn't understand what the use was and maybe somebody can answer this. Uh, one was a, a forklift and another one was like a, a little um, front end loader. And on the forklift, on the top of the forklift, looked like a uh, almost like an aquarium. And you could see through, and there was water sloshing about. Oh. And then, and then on the back end of the front loader, I'm I'm assuming it's first like balance, counterbalance. Yes, yeah. But, but and it's also because uh, they they, uh, they they have they do like to work with an aquarium there. They find it <laughs> they find it relaxing. No, yeah, it's yeah. probably pet fish. I mean, those things are really cool to look at and okay. stuff. Or maybe it's they're may, maybe it's a level thing. I don't know. All right, I mean, yeah, maybe a level thing. I, I, it's, it's, I don't it's, know. It's possible it could be a level, oh. but my guess is because a lot of times they will use water as, as ballast in the counterweight. And I thought uh, initially. They're just moving water around. Yeah. With that's, fish. That's, yeah, right? We need to have a tank of water on the other side of the parking lot. Oh, is that for the koi? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Have you guys ever had to use a plumb bob before in your woodworking? <sighs> no. What the, the hell? hell is that? That? I just bob. want to say plumb bob. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a project just so I can say, yeah. hey, hand me the plumb bob. Yeah. It's to make sure you hang something perfectly straight. Uh, it's essentially it's a string with a weight on the end of it. Oh, oh. so I have oh, yeah. there's a I, so I got this cool thing that allows you to to quickly find you know the center and balance a picture that you're hanging. Oh, I want that and, so bad. Have you seen these? Yeah, Instagram. Jesus, I got it from goddamn Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you pull it down, done. And by the way, some of those plumb bobs actually have chalk on them. Did you know that? I, you, so, you chalk your plumb bob? No, but I, you don't have to. It's only when I'm alone. Getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> alone. But you, uh, you, if it's against the wall, you pull it back and snap it, and, and it leaves a line, leaves a mark mm. on, the, on the wall. All right, I have a question that none of you guys can answer. Okay. Um, but when you see spray painting on like blacktop, right? Obviously, construction workers are doing that. Right. They're they use different colors. Are those different colors for different things? So it's, a, it's yeah, funny you should so. raise this because they're actually doing stuff in my neighborhood. Is it blue? They're using orange. Okay. Fluorescent orange. Because I've uh, seen orange and blue and and yellow. Why? Why? What distinguishes them? What like, is what you, going on? What do you mean? Like orange is used by the water department. Is that and, what you're and, saying? And oh, orange yeah, is maybe. used by yeah, whatever they're doing, but they're it, it's not any other color. Everything that is written is written in this orange Okay. Spray All right. paint. All right. Uh, maybe you can answer some of these questions, or maybe you have something you, you had kind of an aha moment as in, oh, that's what that's for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us. 215-263-WMMR. Hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Eric. Eric, good morning. <laughs> My name's Zach. Oh. Zach. All right. Oh, why do people Christ. call you Eric? Yeah. All right. Eric! Zach, what's up? Uh, well, I don't know if anybody knows this, but on the left side of your steering wheel, there's a little handle. If you push it down, it puts on this light that points left. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, you know what? 
Okay. Yeah. There are a lot of people that don't know that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who don't know that. And to those people, I say, how come they make you do that during your driving test? Yeah. Do you think that's important? Uh, uh, well done, Zach. Well done. Sir. But that's the kind. He's right, though. Zach is displaying the kind of condescension you'll get when you say, I, I, oh, really? I didn't know that was for that. All right. Hang on. The the aquarium on the front or the on the, yeah, the yes. Yes. Was it, was it a forklift? It was two different pieces of okay. a, a forklift. So it's the same thing on both. Yes. One was a doohickey and a hobnobble. Steve has got an answer for us. Hey, Steve, good morning. How you doing, man? Good. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, those are water tanks. Yes. No. Actually, what are their purpose? Their purpose is they're grinding the black cop in the parking lot and put the water tanks on the roof so they gravity feed the water down to the millhead. I mean, come on, guys. I knew that when I was 12. <laughs> so you're saying it brings the, the thing down to the mill head. What the hell what are you talking about? So, 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 so it's, it's being done right in the parking lot. It's not being done up on the roof. No, no, no. He's, he, he's saying I would imagine the mill head is you've, you've seen milling on the road mm-hmm. where yeah. they, they kind of chunk it up a little yeah. bit. Right. Uh, so, yeah. so the mill head would be whatever that d- bit, if you want to call it, or it's whatever that. A, it's basically a big nasty grinding wheel that chews up black cock. And so the and water comes water. down. Does it does it keep it cool to keep it from? Uh, keeps yeah. it cool and keeps the teeth lubricated so that they turn. Okay, like they like an, like in a regular like in a uh, regular drills in a mine. They, right. they always have water pouring on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So that's yeah. what that's for, Steve. Yes, it's not for the fish. No, 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 dude. You're not going to find a sunfish in there. All right. What, what about Nick said he saw it on a um, on a forklift as well? Well, if you're doing high rise work, yeah. Yeah, but what what's the purpose? You're not grinding stuff up with a forklift. What, what would that with the purpose of the, the water tank be? Keep the dust down when you're peeling up the shingles in the tar. Steve, can okay. we get your number? Nick wants to call you after the right. show. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. He needs a full description. Appreciate the information. So, <laughs> yeah, right. come over. Maybe uh, someone else can help. <laughs> yeah, what do you? We may well go out for coffee. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, <laughs> he knows. See, he's he, but he's a perfect example of a guy who knows so much more than we do yeah. that even his dumbing down yeah. is still out of our. It didn't, reach. It didn't help. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, a lot of people are texting in. It keeps the dust down. Okay, so maybe it sprays as... Yeah, I but can that, see that. If they run out of water, the fish die. Right. <laughs> well, you got to keep an eye on that, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, so I would imagine anything that creates dust that, that sometimes they use water to keep that from I uh, suppose. getting too much in the air. I'm not satisfied with the answer. Harm the worker. <laughs> uh, so well, line seven, is that what you're saying, Casey? Yeah. All right, let me go to... Let me go to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, okay. man. What's up, bud? Uh, I just wanted to comment on the, the lines that you, you you were talking about, the colored lines in the street when you see on the pavement. The, right. The spray paint, okay. Yeah, whenever so whenever anybody uh, wants to do work in the street to dig down and, 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 uh, and dig up the dirt, um, underneath the roadway, there's utility lines. There's water, there's gas, there's sewer, there's fiber optic lines, and each of those colors... Um, represents a different uh, line or a pipe or a wire or a cable that's underneath the road. Example? Uh, so uh, water is blue. Makes this sense. Blue. Yeah, so you see blue is, blue is water. Green is sewer. Yeah, that's dirty water. Uh, mm. Yellow. Yellow is gas lines. Uh, 
Orange would be like uh, telecommunications or fiber optic wires, cables. Okay. Oh, so the, okay, so that's interesting you bring that up because we were just wondering, um, you know, we still have a lot of, of cables and, and a lot of, it, you know, where we are, there's a lot of that stuff winding through the trees. And they always have issues with branches coming down. Right. I wonder if they're starting to put in underground lines. And so you're Absolutely. saying orange is the fiber optic stuff. Yes, fiber optic, cable, uh, telephone wires, things like that. All right, cool. Interesting. Very good. Thank See? you, Brian. Appreciate it, man. So you're Got right, Casey. Yeah. The different different meaning for the colors. So it's for the fish. Uh, <laughs> yes, it all goes back to the fish. <laughs> I'm going to go to Nicole, who has a uh, little bit. Of, she was talking about the, you know, the, uh, the iPhone. I yes. said you can ask Siri to turn your, your uh, flashlight on and other things like that. Hi, Nicole. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. What's up? So I have a Pixel, and I don't know if it's all Androids or just Pixels. The Google Pixel? Uh, Google Pixel? Yeah. So if you say, hey, Google, to activate the assistant and then say Lumos from Harry Potter, it will turn the flashlight on. Oh, that's okay. cool. That's pretty cool. Right, nice. I don't know the command to turn it off. I'd have to Google that one. But, um, yeah, it's a nerdy version. What, what, what like incantation it. do you use to render someone impotent? <laughs> What was that? Placidius. Placidius. Yes. Erectus. Yeah, it doesn't do anything else. Oh, I just thought it was actually tied into Hogwarts. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> what did you say, Erectus? Placidius <laughs> uh, Erectus. Uh, hey, I'm going to try something. Hey, Siri, turn on the camera. Okay, it does that. The camera's on. Right. Let me see if it'll take a picture, though. Uh, hey, Siri, take a picture. It will. It will. Hey, Siri, take a picture. Come on, do it, you little bitch. It, it won't even respond. So that's oh. well, What did you say to it? Yeah, what did you do? What did you do? Can you reverse the camera angle? Uh, I don't know. I turned it off already. Turn us around us. <laughs> uh, hey, Siri, turn the camera around. Like, even the Hey, Siri isn't activating at all when I have the mm. camera on. So maybe well, it's, now it's shy. Maybe it, it knows it's out. on air. Uh, let's see. Let me go to... Uh, hang on a second. Somebody wants the the tape measure trick with hanging it on a uh, on a on a nail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, Tom. You're on the air. Good morning. Yeah, what's up, guys? Yo, bud. All right. So if you if you set like a nail into a piece of plywood, okay. Now the little slot will hook on the nail. You extend out, and then you have a pencil on the end of your tape measure. So you can draw arcs and or circles. It will pivot uh, on the nail. Okay. That makes okay. sense, of I course. That's another one of those things. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. It's like I, a compass. I just thought of something that I, I Thanks, learned Tom. that's in that realm mm -hmm. with the screwdrivers and all these tools. <laughs> when did you finally realize that the end of the screwdriver was black because it's magnetic? Oh, when I was 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know that black means it's magnetic, right, but yeah. I do know that some are magnetic. And What do you mean the end of the screwdriver? So that when you're when you're screwing something in and the end of the screwdriver where the actual screw sits into the screwdriver is magnetic to hold it more in place. Yeah, so what you can do, Kathy, is if you, that. let's say you've got a hole up here in the wall uh -huh. and rather than, you know, putting yep, both yep. hands up there, you can take the screw on, say, a Phillips head screw and you stick it on there and it'll stay and you just, oh. it stays magnetic. And you can use one hand to put it up and get it in I didn't place. Know that. Yes, you can. Do With that. all the work you do around the house, I know. Mm. I don't even know if we. You just built a, a walk-in humidor. <laughs> how about you know, this? Uh, how about uh, like needle nose pliers? Uh, you know, at the base of needle yeah. nose pliers are wire cutters. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Because, uh, <laughs> I've cut my hand many times with that stupid thing because I'm, you know, I'm just squeezing too close to the wire cutter, mm -hmm. and then I end up pinching my finger. Ouch! Ow, I don't understand. Mom! 
So the the, the when, like the actual end of the plier part, not the tip, the base. All right, uh, so this, right. this is a tip, like basically, knew, like right there. That. Kathy knew it. I knew that. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Just the tip. No, not the tip. The base. Uh, you grab the base and you touch the touch tip. the tip. Right. Uh, right. Let me go to <laughs> you. You rim it. Uh, <laughs> but be careful with the handle. Yeah. I'm going to go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Thank you, Stephanie. Something about a pepper shaker here, it says. Yeah, so I don't know if this is every pepper shaker, but I definitely know it works for mine at home because I saw this on, like, Facebook or Instagram. But on the bottom of pepper shakers, there's grooves on the bottom of them. If you flip over the pepper shaker and then use your salt shaker and grind on the bottom of it with the bottom of your salt shaker, it makes your pepper come out faster so you don't have to, like, shake, shake, shake your pepper. Yeah, I saw that on... What? Yeah. I'm not following. What is this? Right, I so need a video. Where did the fish go? <laughs> on the bottom... Here, I'll, 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 I'll show you guys. Her. On the bottom... Right, so this is the bottom of the pepper shaker, right? Okay. You turn it around like that. There's grooves on it, right? Yeah, so instead ridges. of shaking it, yeah. you just... Take the, the salt shaker and turn and it you, into and, a pepper mill? And no. you rub it around, around the, the grooves. It will just vibrate it. It vibrates oh, the whole thing yeah. and all It'll the pepper coming out. I didn't know yeah, that. No, I didn't know yeah, that either. It comes out a lot easier than you sitting there and shaking, shaking, shaking. Will that work on my cow um, salt and pepper shakers? I doubt it, right? Not, Not the cow have, ones, no, probably. No. All right. Yeah, Interesting. Wow. Never knew that, Stephanie. Rub it along the bottom of it. Yeah, sometimes Instagram's a good find. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, there, there's, there's a wealth of bizarre knowledge uh, out there about little things like this. Uh, uh, and there's tons of stuff in the kitchen. I'm sure that you uh, can find out about. Yeah, see how they're doing it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let me go to Bud. Yo, Bud. Hey, how you doing, Preston? Good. What's up, man? You there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> go ahead, Bud. Good. 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 All right. So, uh, a kitchen gadget, an old-fashioned peeler, the old metal kind. With the open handle, the back of the handle can be used to hollow out uh, the seeds of a cucumber. And I ah. think it was designed that way. Uh, I also use that for uh, when when you're peeling a potato and there might be like a black spot or eyes that you need, and you can scrape those out with oh that. Oh, my God. I use that to remove yeah. uh, anal polyps. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a good idea. It's a multi-use <laughs> yeah. tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I- also, on a, on a putty knife, we were just redoing my family room, and my, uh, my friend who was helping me showed me that when you're doing drywall, if there's a nail sticking out, the handle on a putty knife um, is metal at the back of it. Turn it around, and you use it as a hammer, and it makes a really nice indentation when you when you when you pop a nail in a little bit further if you need to uh, smooth out a wall. Okay, for nail pops. So I get that. Yeah, okay. so we're a couple levels in now. When you start, like, Thanks, I'm Bob. at the beginner level, so I'm just discovering all the things that apparently 12-year-olds know. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a, here's a hammer trick uh, that Jim wants to tell us. Hi, Jim, good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Hey, first of all, I wanted to say hi to guy, the guys in the assembly shop at RW Hardnet. That's where I work, and they all come in early. So. What's up, fellas? Uh, <laughs> um, hey, um, so I learned this when I was 14, so I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> 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 nice. if, you, uh, if you ever tried to pull out a nail with a claw hammer and the head pops off of the nail and yes. you think you're screwed? It's a nightmare. Take your hammer and spin it 90 degrees and and pull it sideways. It'll pull the nail right out. All right, I'm, tr- I'm trying to envision what you're saying. Where did the fish come in? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're I just know. going close, like, uh, you're just kind of getting it stuck in that part on the hammer, and you can still pull it out. 
that. Yeah, so instead of pulling back on the hammer part, you know, like you would normally do on a claw hammer. Uh-huh. On the hammer part. Do you mean the handle? No, no, no. Okay, so. Oh, the, the head of the hammer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's how you normally pull a nail out with the head on it. If right. the head comes off, just pull it sideways. So you're going on the short side of the hammer. No. Um, okay, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm still trying to see it in my mind. I don't even know what a hammer looks like. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not following I, here. It, it, you know what a clarinet looks like? Yes. Put a metallic end on it. You can break it. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll have to we'll have to right, send I, us some visuals on that one, Jim. Okay, Thank you. Yeah, Wait, I sure will. All right, appreciate well, it, buddy. What's these? Yeah. Now, I've seen new tools that they come out with all the time, and I'm a sucker for every one of them. When you strip a screw, mm-hmm. uh, have you used any of these devices that supposedly allow you to get that screw out? I have them, yeah. and and I've never had to use one. There is, uh, there's one. Let's say you don't strip the strip the threads on the screw, but the um, like the Phillips head part. Uh, you know, you've turned, and all of a sudden you've right, wrenched yeah. through it, mm-hmm. and it's and it's incapable of uh, of accepting a bit to, uh, right. to take it out. Uh, there's like this gripper type of um, I've seen that thing. I that wondered if have, it worked, and I've never had to use it. And then there's another one that actually screws a new hole in it into this into the screw. Into the screw. I, I was wondering if that was worth a damn. I've never had to use it, so I don't know. Okay, we're looking at the video that he's talking about, but you, en- enough of the nail has to be yes uh, sticking out uh, of sticking the wall. out for you to do it this. Bends it sideways. Yeah. I follow you. Okay. All right. I got you. Thank you uh, for that tip. I appreciate it. All right. We have to wrap things up, but can I do one more, Casey? Yeah, man. Uh, let me see here. How about, yeah, we know that one. <laughs> uh, and da, 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 Huh. Okay. Huh? Uh, let me try Ooh. this one. I'm going to go to Ed because I'm not sure what this means. Hey, Ed, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, Yay! man. What's up, buddy? When you're like working on your car and you're trying to put a nut on and it's in a hard to reach spot, yeah. if you have it in your right hand, just snap your fingers. That's the way it'll go on. If you, so magic. Tighten the screw. Wait, 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 wait. If you if you're trying to explain it again, you're trying to put a, a, <laughs> a, a, a like a nut on a bolt or something. Yes. You can't see or reach, and it's hard to get to. Yeah. Have the nut in your hand, but like, just like you were snapping your fingers. So, so, so he's saying between, between your middle finger and your thumb. Yes. And and is it use the same method? Is you're snapping and you're yeah. you're basically you're twisting it the right way. Right, you're screwing. Yeah. It. It's just a mnemonic device to remember how to screw it in, how to how to get it on properly, right? Correct. I thought I thought it was like a magical thing, like you know. No, 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 no. Oh. Erectus. Uh, okay, screws. Right. Erectus. I know what I understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah I do. It does make sense, and he's right. I already knew that. I mean, well, you knew that when you were twelve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, we're right on schedule. <laughs> right, well, anyhow, uh, Steve had a revelation about the screwdriver. I hope I've opened up your world to the potential of the screwdriver. Did not know. And uh, good to know, by the way. But uh, thanks anyway. I'm sure there's lists of stuff like this that we can find. Uh, but we need to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. President Steve's Cab Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Cab Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pierre Robert. And third, a $20,000 
WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all Business Challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter the size of your donation. Large or small, every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I have some stories that are food based if you guys are interested in hearing some things from the file of the connoisseur. I got uh, a variety of things. It's time for the connoisseur. Uh, the pandemic rages on. Hey, we're having a blast. Uh, Necco wafers. Uh, I know, right? I'm out. I'm I, not ne- I never liked them, but I never understood the fascination with them. I think it's more like a novelty. Do you like them? I hate them. Yeah. Uh, my son loves them. Carter loves them for it's some It's like reason. eating chalk. Yeah. Uh, but the Ohio-based Spangler Candy Company scooped up a few brands, including Necco Wafers and Sweethearts, Conversation Hearts, over a year ago. But CEO Kirk Vashaw made it clear uh, that the company would be taking its sweet time testing recipes in its own candy kitchen before announcing an official comeback date uh, for the wafers. And according to Food & Wine, the process is finally complete. Necco wafers will return to drugstores and pharmacies across the country by late May or early June. That's now. Yeah, that says good candy to me. Any candy that you have to purchase at a drugstore. And uh, other stores can expect them in July. So they're going to start at the drugstores. Um, the pink Necco wafers, I think, are um, stomachable. Okay. Is that a word? Stomachable? <laughs> Uh, I, I would say this, that I see there's a, I think it's a brown one that is a root beer flavor. Am I correct on that? Uh, I have the list of uh, yeah, flavors. if, if you would. Uh, no, I think it is. So they have. Uh, <clears throat> no, the rolls will still contain the original eight flavors. Lemon, uh, lime, orange, clove, cinnamon, wintergreen, licorice, and chocolate. So the brown is probably cinnamon. Uh, either that or chocolate. Who the hell wants clove flavored candy. What That's what is, I was the, the kind of person who buys their candy from a pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Do you have old wax candy and wax lips and all, all those other the, the yeah. candy you never wanted in your Halloween bag? Necco wafers, though, are... So uh, the, the sweetheart hearts are ba- essentially Necco wafers, right? In a That's what I think, yeah. They're just thicker. Thicker and smaller, if that yep. makes any yeah. sense. Uh, there is a store in Q-Mart. Uh, so Q-Mart is at like a... It's in Quaker Town. Quaker Town. Yep. That has a ton of like the old candies from when we, when we were kids. We and a, and a place we we talked about this place and it's yeah. it's like people go because it's such a novelty, such a like a, a nostalgic oh, yeah. thing. And, it used uh, to be a store with an alligator in there. I mean, like this yeah. was like an eight hundred pound alligator. <laughs> really? I kid you yeah. not? Wow. I saw it myself. It was crazy. And they've got a, like a, a slot car racing track yep. uh, thing, and yeah, it's like all, your average pharmacy. It's all kinds yeah. of weird stuff. I yeah. think I bought your son a record when I was there. I, I might have it. bought him a Queen record because he was uh, getting into albums at the time. Okay. Uh, and then there's another store near me. It's an ice cream shop called Sugary, and they have all the old stuff. Like, do you remember the BB bats? Do you remember those lollipops? I mean, no. BB bats? No, yeah. I do not. Uh-uh. It's, all right, so they're long rectangles, and um, yeah, my favorite flavor, they had like a banana one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were yeah, yeah. chewy. Yeah, yeah. They, they were almost like taffy, but a little bit thicker. A little, a little bit harder. harder. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love those. I didn't know those were called BB bats. BB bats, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Oh, man. Yes, I know. Casey, we just found photos of them. I loved those as a kid. Okay. Uh, so you can get those at this place? You can definitely get them at Q-Mart. Okay. Right. And, and other health food stores. Marissa? <laughs> yeah. There's another one of those in Old City near uh, the Liberty Bell. But I have a question. What is a Mary Jane? Oh, it's horrible. Uh, Mary <laughs> Jane. They are horrible. No, are they're they? not. It's like a peanut they're type of uh, candy. It's a chewy peanut put, candy. Yeah, I always put them in the in the same uh, the same uh, categories like squirrel nut zippers and uh, they rip your teeth out. Yeah, you know, honey bars. They're they're hard and they're just they're, 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 they don't have they don't have peanuts in them, right? Yeah, they do. They're peanut. Uh, it's a peanut, peanut and molasses. Okay. Oh molasses, my God. That's it. Yeah. And Mary Jane, the the original Mary Jane that on which the candy is based, is was a whore. It's made by Necco as well. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Thanks. Make all, right. all gross candy. <laughs> well, so I was at a party the other day, and the, my friends just had a baby named her Mary Jane, and they were handing them out, and Aww. nobody was taking them, and I felt so bad. So Necco also makes uh, another candy called Pubes. <laughs> <laughs> It's Dude, just it's horrible. Just <laughs> sugary, wiry. Yeah. Stuff. Mm. Uh, I like I like Mary Jane's a lot. I enjoy do you? Those. Yeah, I do. Oh I like God. those. I, I like Bitto Honeys. Mary like, Jane's um, my most despised candy bar. No Casey, way. do you like peanut brittle? I do. Ooh. Yeah, me too. I love me some peanut brittle. Man, we went to uh, Nick. There was a place it. out west, my dad and I, where they, they, were, they made the peanut brittle oh. in front of you. And you oh. know they, what they do is they just pour it out on marble and let it cool off, and then they crack it. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, was that good? All right, all right. So, oh. were I to have freshly made peanut brittle, I think do you, you might. Do you think love there's a vast it. difference from the crap you get from my local pharmacy? It, yeah, because sometimes because this was a little bit more tender. Now, obviously, it's a crunchy, yeah. you know, uh, confection. Uh, but sometimes you get it; and it's like really hard and I don't thick like and it. too hard. I man, I if you like get some it. good peanut brittle, yeah. wow. There's right. a scene in Be- and not better off dead in Back to the Future where I I crave peanut brittle, and it's when Doc wakes up Marty uh, in the middle of the night and says, "Hey, you know, you know, are you awake?" And he reaches over and grabs peanut brittle out of a bowl. He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah," and then he eats the peanut brittle. He's like, mm, "Yeah, yeah." I'm on my way. Okay. I love peanut Kind of makes you salivate yeah, a little bit from yeah. that. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you had a good butterscotch? I Butterscotch, I've always been. You mean like the, the hard candy? Yeah. I don't know. Since I was a kid, probably. When yeah. I was banging a 90-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had them in her candy yeah. dish. There's your payment there by the front door. <laughs> That's how she paid you? Yeah. Adrian Butterscotch. How many? A two. Two? Just two. Don't be a piggy about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, piggy. Oh. Oh. It was right next to the Werther's Originals, right? <laughs> now, Werther's. Yeah, that's a good brand, I guess. I always think of Butterscotch as being in that in that realm of the, the old candy that your grandma <laughs> Oh, would. totally. Yeah. yeah. They have, yeah. like, really good Werther's that has, like, a, it's like an apple, um, kind of a chewy filling. That's really, really good. Uh, hang on a second. Here's, here's as you can imagine. Uh, as, as you can imagine. Um, hang on. Chris wants to comment on the the gator at Q Mart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Chris. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. What'd you want to tell us? The place is called Just Stuff. Is it still there? Just Stuff. The alligator had to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. But but the and, shop is uh, still there. The, the store is still there. Okay. Uh, don't take your kids in there. Uh, yeah, they got porn and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, smoking devices. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. behind the beads. Yeah, it was like a hodgepodge of just stuff. Yeah, exactly. I also call that space the uh, the motivational builder. Because if you're feeling bad about yourself, there's still a lap through there. You'll come out feeling like a million bucks. <laughs> My life is okay. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, you guys bud. have a good one. You, you too, too, bud. All right. Uh, but back to Neko Wafer. So they are... 
they're going to stick with the original eight flavors. And uh, Spangler said that they only altered the chocolate recipe, giving it a slightly richer taste. The packaging did not get a modern makeover either. It'll still be the same white wax paper <sighs> oh. and blue and red accents. It looks like Depression era candy to me. And it, the, the it th- goes back even further, Steve. It, uh, the, according to the, uh, uh, I guess Old the CEO, no, he said uh, it's neat to be eating a candy that was carried by Civil War soldiers and taken on Arctic and Antarctic expeditions and issued to GIs in World War II as a morale booster. It's is a it, piece of our history. Is it really neat to be carrying uh, be eating Civil War food? <laughs> is that really neat? Yeah. Let's eat some muskrat. Before processing? And, you know. Yeah. So have some hard tack with your Necco wafers. <laughs> is that a squirrel kebab? Okay. My older brother... Love circus peanuts. I don't Ooh. get that. I went through a brief period where I really loved circus peanuts. <laughs> uh, but I would eat like one or two and you would... I What I liked more was the way you could chew into them and you'd get an imprint of your teeth. Right. So you like the texture more so than the flavor. Yeah. That was okay. Uh, to me, it was insanely sweet. Yeah. Uh, so you couldn't have too many of them. But I, yes, that was my one dark spot is the... Uh, okay. Uh, circus peanuts, but if you've been dying for uh, for Neckos, they you should be able to find them within the next week or two. I know that the, the, the original news that they were discontinuing Necco wafers was met with a lot of um, sadness. Yeah, they're, they're, they're big fans of it. Not me. No sad, bro. They're no bad. sad, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let me see what else we got. Let's have a beverage. Ooh, we can talk about beverages now. A Virginia brewery announced that it is seeking a chief hiking officer who would be paid $20,000 to spend five to seven months hiking the Appalachian Trail and drinking beer. Uh, the Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, based in Lexington, I assume this is, assume this is in Kentucky, uh, said it's accepting applications from people to, who love hiking and beer to take on the unique job. Uh, the women, winning applicant will be granted the chief hiking officer title and be flown out to a trailhead in 2021 for a 2,200 mile hike. Uh, the hike, and you're only getting so, 20 grand for this. 2,200 miles. So you, you're hiking the Appalachian Trail, and then are you are you receiving the beer post hike, or you're being given beer throughout the hike along the way? So the hiker who would tackle the trail between May and September 2021 would be outfitted with equipment by the brewery as well as being treated to, quote, some big old beer parties along the way. Mm. Okay, so yeah. not, like wildlife won't come up and present him with a six-pack. Right. Trail magic. Yeah. Yeah. So wh- where are you starting? Uh, are you starting north or south, did you say? Uh, on the trail? Yeah. I, I don't know, Case. Right. Wait a minute, what, uh, they call it what, uh, Nick? Trail magic is when, uh, so if, if you're a thru-hiker and you do any, a uh, thru-hiker is somebody does a long hike on a long trail like the Appalachian Trail or the PCT out west, and uh, there are spots along the trail where people will leave treats for you. And and so this is, you know, it's, it's, it's a good um, social media campaign by this brewing company. Uh, they'll get, you know, people to post and follow along on social media, this person having the adventure of being on the trail itself, and then along the way they'll have the beer. So are they, are they, are they like a specific um, flagged, like a kiosk setups, or are they just? Uh, no, I wouldn't say like kiosks, but you, you'll know if you're going to be within, you know, 12 or 15 miles of where Trail Magic is going to be, and that there'll, there'll be a cooler filled with Gatorade, you know, for you waiting and, and things like that. Have you ever indulged yourself while you've been on these? Uh, you know, I, I've done a little bit of the PCT out west, uh, and it, we didn't encounter any Trail Magic when we were out there, but it's it's sort of a well-known thing among the hiker community. 
Yeah, right. Nick, have you ever seen the documentary? Uh, it's on, it was on Netflix. It's either called Made to be Broken or Meant to be Broken or something yeah. like that. It's about the guy who he set the world record for the amount of time it took him to walk the entire Appalachian Trail. He did it in less than a month. I think he did in like 28 days. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating culture. And uh, my girlfriend's really into it, which means I'm uh, really into it. And so you, you follow along with these people who do it. But uh, there are a lot of um, trails like the Appalachian Trail that aren't as long as the Appalachian Trail. And so some of them are doable, uh, you know, in a, in a much shorter amount of time. Or you can do sections. I'd like to do the Appalachian Trail. Obviously, I can't do it all at once, but I, you know, I've uh, often thought about, you know, breaking it up into half se- miles. Well, no, just segments, you know, like, you know, yeah, all you right, can do sections. So, you know, one one vacation a year. All right, well, I'll pick up where I left off type yeah, of if, deal. If yeah. you ever go up to uh, Hawk Mountain, Casey, the part of the Appalachian Trail yep. runs near there, and you can do part of it along along that route. And I'm you keep walk- doing Everest that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go up like 100 feet. Hey, is there, with, with the trail, with the Appalachian Trail in, in particular, is it one? trail that you follow or a series of trails that break off and come back to a main direction? As, as far as I know, it's just one trail. It starts in Georgia and I believe it ends in Maine. And yeah. All right, um, then what is the difficulty along the way? Are there spots where you Washington need, you need is on to the trail. know you Bears. need to be a, uh, a mountaineer? Uh, not a lot of mountaineering. No, Casey's right. I mean, there are some high spots along it, but, um, most of it is, is pretty doable. It's, it's, you know, like when I did Kilimanjaro a few years ago, right? It's not that difficult of a hike. It's just long. And so I think that's part of what the appeal of the Appalachian Trail is or any of these through hikers is that you can do them without an incredible amount of skill involved. Nick, who was the, uh, was it a politician who, (laughs) their excuse, I forget exactly what the controversy was, but they hiked, they were, they They were were gone during a pivotal Right. Something happened. And I they, remember that, Steve. Something important right. happened and yeah, they missed it. Wasn't it um, the governor of South Carolina, Steve? And he was like, uh, he was having an affair or something like that. And then he right. disappeared for a stretch. And his excuse was he was hiking the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Mark Crawford or something along I, those that lines? That might be it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the application company, by the way, they're out of Virginia. People are texting him. Devil's Backbone. Uh, okay. Uh, Lexington, Virginia. Uh, the application the company's website consists of some personal information, proof of social media or blogging savvy, and a video explaining why the applicant should received the position. Uh, they said the best applications will be selected for interviews and an assignment to complete uh, uh, for the next round of elimination. So if you're interested in that, and if uh, beer is your thing and hiking, then you just may want to look into being the chief hiking officer for them. So I love jobs like that. These seasonal jobs that pop up that are kind of a PR thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, I wish there, I had, would have the ability or time to do that. There was stuff similar when you know when you were at a, a point in your life when you could. You certainly have to be in a certain situation in your life to be able to do something like this is not like you can be, you know, yeah, uh, the uh, uh, corporate lawyer and go off and do this. All right, uh, another thing from the connoisseur. All right, and I can tell that the connoisseur is a little reticent to go here. I am because Kathy, do you still eat your giant bowl of fruit every day? Um, yeah, I still eat. Of course, yeah, okay. I still eat fruit. What types of uh, of fruits? Do you eat fruits? Right now, uh, the watermelon is good. Fruits. Uh, any of the melons are, are becoming uh, better now and uh, more flavorful. I eat berries. Fruits. Okay. So I, I occasionally may, I'll still eat apples. I have a story that may cause you to never eat berries again, and that's oh, no. why I'm hesitant. to Well, eat I right will now. say before you even tell me, mm-hmm. I will say the berries are 
my least favorite um, if so especially with raspberries if it gets like the tiniest bit of mold on it I ha- I can't eat any of them what about just assuming that it's growing all over dingleberries <laughs> do you like dingleberries right. yeah but berries are my I would say my least favorite see, out I, of all of the fruits okay. I, I love blueberries so TikTokers have recently started saying that you should wash your strawberries in salt water because bugs live inside of them. Well, I do love strawberries, actually. Okay, Did, then you don't want to. Did see I know these, this, that you, bugs lived in them? No, yeah. you don't want to see the video. I saw these videos. Uh, so I saw this video. Of this person they filled a bowl with room temperature water, poured in a. It says here an s ton of sea salt, like five large spoonfuls. Put the strawberries in and waited about thirty minutes. I didn't see any bugs floating around in the bowl afterward. But when I picked up the strawberries and looked closely, they said I was horrified. The bugs blend in with the seeds and start crawling out of them. No. Is it real? Well, we're looking at the footage right now. <laughs> they uh, are apparently an, uh, the offspring of a fruit fly called the spotted wing dros- dros- drosophilia. Uh, and according to Gardens Alive, the females shoot their eggs into the interior of fruits oh, God. that are just beginning to ripen. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot. Uh, especially blueberries, <laughs> strawberries, and raspberries, meaning the bugs are likely in all berries. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. God. Now, I do soak all of my fruit, um, not in salt water, though. Okay. Clorox. Uh, according- no, I, I do water, and sometimes, sometimes I'll use like a vegetable cleaner. Let me ask you. So uh, if you were to ingest these, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. According to Scientific okay. American. Uh, I sprinkle ants on my cantaloupe. <laughs> bugs find their way into all kinds of food during harvesting and packaging. Eating these bugs are, are not harmful. Uh, the FDA also has contamination guidelines for each type of food, including how many bugs are allowed to be inside certain kinds of foods. Mm. As there's, well as how much mold. There's a uh, there's a thing that might be tangential to this that I noticed the other night I was watching a my wife and I were watching a uh, a television show a commercial came up for some sort of medication and uh, the commercial aired later on and in it they said specifically um, don't eat grapefruit when taking this drug have you ever oh, seen this commercial no, no. don't eat grapefruit wow and I'm like, I know what do you know why that yeah. Do I don't you know, know why. Is? No, but I know what you're talking it, right. about. And it, it's a weird thing to hear, right? It's, yeah. You know, uh, don't use if you're pregnant, blah, 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 if you're so susceptible to this. But in the middle of this list of things, it, don't eat grapefruit. I think it's oh. because grapefruit is disgusting. Yeah. No, yeah. it's oh not God, because no. of that. We thought maybe because it's acidic. Yeah. But other citrus is acidic as well, right? Why grapefruit? Yeah, I don't know. There must be some kind yeah. of specific property right. in that. Uh, but yeah, so Kathy, this is, there's nothing for you to worry about because these things are, there, there's nothing, you're not going to get sick from them. They're not going to infect your body or anything along those lines. And you never even they'll really- They'll make you pregnant. They'll never, you'll never really even know that they're there. I mean, um, I've been eating fruit for years. I think if it was going to kill me, it probably would have killed me at exactly. this point. However, how will I ever eat another berry again? That's what this? I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering. I'll if you, let you know how I feel. Here's okay. an explanation that I think Connor pulled up. Uh, uh, eating grapefruit or drinking grapefruit juice can affect some medicines. In most cases, it increases the level of the medicine in your blood. Huh. This can increase the risk of side effects or alter the effect the medication has. Do not stop taking your medication without advice. <laughs> you know what's on that list, Steve? What? Viagra. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
and grapefruit? Yeah, don't take grapefruit juice if you're going to take Viagra. Will it enhance your grape? Will it super energize your boner? You yeah, super boner. Super boner. Or how about you just take half of a, a Viagra and, and, and do the grapefruit. Oh, grapefruit. And then do the grapefruit, <laughs> and then you're saving on the Viagra. I'm saving a lot here. <laughs> um, that's pretty wild. I wonder what it is about that specifically. Why not oranges? Why not lemon juice or, or lime or something like All that? All in the same family. Uh, but grapefruit. Yeah. Oh, that's odd. Okay. All right. Uh, so, anyhow, um, I thought that would be interesting for Kathy with the berries. All right. Here's something else. I had mentioned this earlier this morning, kind of food related. And another thing on uh, TikTok that apparently has been, uh, uh, I got this, uh, I think, last week. But um, this, it says that all dads do this uh, where they shake a snack before eating it. And the internet wants to know why. <laughs> uh, Just dads? Moms don't do it? Well, I don't know. It's like this is my dad. Will take a handful of nuts and then shake them in his oh, hands yeah, yeah. as yeah. though he's about to roll dice at the yeah. casino. Yes. yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. My dad does it all the time. Once he's shaking his hand a couple times, he proceeds to pop a few nuts into his mouth and chew on them like so. It's it's sort of, a, it, to me, it's always impressed me as sort of like an affect. Yeah. You know, like it's just a thing, cause, and I'll see it all the time. You're right, Kathy. Like, uh, for some reason, I think of like, like older, like gangsters or whatever yeah. with, uh, with seeds or, uh, yeah, know, yeah. Like, um, and, and popping them in their mouth. I think I do that as well. I yeah. do that with grapefruits. Uh, with grapefruits, <laughs> you put like five or six grapefruits in Do you here? do it so it doesn't stick to your hands? I don't know. I don't know it's why possible. you roll it around a little bit, but it's but, and not. Then you, you're like, <laughs> that sort of thing. The, uh, the problem here is that kids now have access to, um, to social media and now they're doing all the things that they notice about their parents. And there's, I've noticed a lot of dad shaming lately and, uh, it's all correct stuff because, uh, the latest one is when you have a, uh, a drill, like a, uh, screw gun. You're eating a drill. You go, <laughs> no, I can't. And I notice I can't help it, but whenever <laughs> I pick <can't, laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I do see. Too. Every time let's I see those like, little <laughs> bastards not do it, I, right? Yeah. Of course you're going to do it. You want. By the way, a lot of times you're doing it to make sure you have you the direction the right. And then yeah. the yeah, direction right. Yeah. It's yeah. battery powered. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a gun. Yes, it's like a laser gun. <laughs> Casey, I saw one thing that said, uh, it, you know, anytime a dad picks up a stud finder, he automatically has to press it to himself and say, "It's working." Yes. Oh, yep, found it. Um, now the drill thing I'll go along with that yeah. that that I do without question and the the shaking my nuts uh, or whatever snacks uh, like uh, like trail mix or something like that I would definitely roll it around a little bit in my hand I don't know why I did, I did a. A parody of uh, the Wrath of Khan, where uh, you know at the end when uh, when Spock is dying on the other side of the uh, the yeah, glass, and right. Kirk comes down, and I had him <laughs> holding nuts like that, and going Spock, and he's, like, he's he's eating the nuts that way in that casual way that sort of suggests I don't really care what's happening. Um, there's also a, another thing if you want to point out uh, for one reason or another, you don't realize why you do it. And I, I read online that people do this, and I. And then I now notice people do it. And it's guys in the bathroom at the urinal who will spit into the urinal. I hate that. I don't do that often, but I do do that. And, I spit, but for no particular reason. I mean, like, I've done it. I've noticed myself doing it when I really, I didn't have anything in my mouth I needed to expel. I didn't feel like I needed to go to the bathroom so I could spit. Right. And I wasn't going to spit, you know, here in the studio or in the hallway or, any, or for any particular reason. But guys will go spit. spit. It, spit <laughs> in, and then and then I think pee on the spit. The spit spot. I think you're just throwing a little target. That's a band name. That might spit be spot. it. Spit spot. 
<laughs> we are spit spot. We are spit spot. But I don't know. It's the same, same, it's an affectation of some sort. I love the evolution of the dad sneaker, by the way. Um, what? The dad what? The dad sneaker, so. I said snicker. I did too. Uh, mm, Snickers. <laughs> um, now, the dad sneaker, which is the classic uh, white New Balance with the, with the blue New Balance N on the side, and it has the evolution, and the bottom of the evolution is the, uh, uh, the grass cutting <laughs> sneaker, and then you know what I'm talking about. Yes. No. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. No, no. That's all. That's all. You have your brand new bright white sneakers, and then the, they're like faded, and you know one is like oh, a, the, the, how yeah. it, the, the same sneaker it changes over time. Yeah, and then eventually, I eventually my my shoes eventually graduate to yard working. Yard working. Yeah. 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 So what I've learned a, a while ago, just to because I I I hike a lot and I I do mm-hmm. I, um I wear them down quickly. And I I used to let them go far too long, and it's bad for your feet to do that. So how quickly, Steve? How how often do you switch them out? Uh, I'm probably looking at like a like a couple of months. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. well, I'm, I'm over a year. If you walk every yeah. day, I do. Then you're you're supposed to. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the dredge is still good, so I'll, I'll, excuse me, give them the goodwill. Yeah, if I, you're like n- me, you can just get 19 pairs and then you just right. rotate through yeah, you them. Do that. <laughs> no, mine eventually make it to, you know, like, uh, all right, this pair of shoes, that's for like painting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this would be for yard work. And yep. I just, I'll hang on to them and, and they're, they're junk shoes at that point. So, But Nick, you're uh, a year to a pair of sneakers? No, no, no. Like the hiking shoes that Steve was talking about. And, and oh, okay. for the same reason, it, the treads still are good, but I'm, I'm usually overdue and I keep them for too long. Um, but I, what I probably should do is just buy more than one pair at a time. That's you know, what you do. Because honestly, what starts to happen is whatever imperfections in your step are there, it, it, it'll tend to wear in those areas on the on the on your, you know, on the treads, on the bottom. Yeah, and, Nick, and you can get different styles and different colors. <laughs> you should definitely get more than one pair. So right here it says if you're walking 30 minutes a day, which I, I do, far far more than that, um, every three months there's these suggestions. No, every six months for 30 months a day. If you're walking 60 minutes a day or oh. an average of uh, seven hours a week, replace your shoes every three well, months. I mean, then that's me. Yep. So there you go. Uh, and by the way, somebody uh, texted in about the uh, uh, snacks in your hand, shaking them like you're rolling dice. Yeah. That is to get the crumbs and stuff to the bottom and the bigger pieces at the top. Ah, well, that you does make sense. That. That's like shaking a a, a, a a box of popcorn. Uh, yes, exactly. Hang on a second. Here's another one. Let me go to Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. All right. What have you noticed? Dads always do, and this is so, food related, but go ahead. I always notice that, uh, I mean, and I do it too, is uh, dads clicking the grill tongs. Got to make sure that they work. <laughs> clicking them together. Yeah. Click, click, click. Yep. I do it too. <laughs> every time. Every time click, you click, click, click. <laughs> Well, listen, to that I point. I agree, Eric. Eric, I think that's that's a common thing, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. you is it working? Is it clicking correctly? Yeah. yeah. You're just testing it. Yeah. Every time Would you, you can't help it. You don't want to dry so. fire on a tong? No. This tong? By the way, when you say tong, uh, as opposed to uh, the, the, um, the uh, like the uh, Asian mafia, uh, are, are you, uh, is it tong plural or is tongs? I say tongs. tongs. So is, is tongs. Uh, so, uh, even, even though it's only one apparatus you're holding in your hand, I call it tongs. Tongs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then what's, what's the tonka? 
That's uh, a buffalo. That's a buffalo. Yeah, okay. Or bison. John Dumbbear. Tataka. Yeah. Marissa, hang on a second. She has an inquisitive look on her face. One more thing I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> at Home Depot or Lowe's, do you have to slap a bag of mulch if you walk by? No. No. no yes. Preston slaps meat. I used to hit the meat <laughs> in, the, uh, in the grocery store. Really? Oh, Why? yeah. Because, I don't know. I would have acting up. I would punch it. Like, uh, like if there was a big you know, rump roast, like a large cut of meat. Bam. Preston, or I got in, breast. Pow. I got in trouble as a kid. I remember I was like seven or eight because I would stick my finger into the uh, chopped meat. Into the chop, into the, 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 the uh, ground beef, chopped meat. Yeah. yeah, I would always. And the guy at the King Cullen supermarket said, "What are you doing here, young fella?" Uh, I would always do uh, for the paper towels. Um, those rolls of paper towels. I'd same always thing. Pop the uh, pop the, the hole, hole in the middle. Yeah. The top. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you would carry those same skills later on into the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> what? He was just practicing. That's all there is to it. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, so <laughs> if uh, if you shake the uh, the crumb in your hands or the... You're gay. Yeah, you're gay. No, not crumbs. <laughs> what I meant to say was uh, snacks. No, nice. blind. Steve, if blind. you shake... No, you're blind. You're blind. <laughs> you're either blind or gay if you shake food in your hands. Uh, and uh, again, definitive information you can use uh, always from the president's T-shirt. It's, it's what we do. Uh, hang on a second. All right, here's another. I, I was waiting for a call to come in. That's why I got distracted. Because here's uh, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Good morning. Get one with some cheese on it. God I'm damn it! <laughs> What's up, buddy? Have you ever noticed uh, that when you're using a hand mixer in the kitchen? Yep. The dad will rev it up just like a drill before sticking it in the <laughs> Same pancake thing. batter. And <laughs> pancake batter flies everywhere. I yep. Show me the person, a Tyler, who just who just cold mixes without revving it a little bit. I mean, or to, use to, your hand, right? I mean, that'd be yeah. it'd be sacrilege to not to uh, with a drill mm-hmm. or with with a with a table saw. You got to me. That's just part of the process. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I when I was like twelve, I saw my dad using the drill. And one time I was cooking with my mother and I revved the, the mixer up and stuck it in and she still yells at me about that. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Tyler. You know what? I would, speaking of the, the mixer and the, and the drill and so forth, if I had one of these, I think I would just, I would, I would play with it all the time at the, the NASCAR races where they change the tires. <laughs> A pneumatic drill. <laughs> 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 I would be doing that all. You know, it's uh, really cool if you get a miter saw. You mm-hmm. know, with the, with the, with the pull down blade. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, I got a new. I, it's basically a, a, a hammer drill. I guess they're called. They're a DeWalt, awesome, dude. It is way yeah. better than any. And you're really not supposed to use. So it I have to, a like, DeWalt screw things in. Yeah. What's a I have a DeWalt drill? hammer drill. So you, if you want, <laughs> it, 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 it pounds. <laughs> So if you want to put like sink sink nails like into concrete or something, I mean okay. it screws into concrete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what it does is it, it's, it's pounding as it's drilling. So is it like a machine gun? Yeah. So there's um, so I have a um, a Milwaukee drill that has a uh, has that as one of the functions, and then a Dewalt specific hammer drill. Yeah. Press. I'll bring it in for you. Okay. It is so much more fun. But is it is it like a yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, machine yeah. gun? Yeah, well, it's it or is depend- it too fast? Depending on what you're getting, what you're drilling into, you can get that sound. Okay. It's more of a, you know, a drill than it is a hammer. Oh, okay. But, like, I pr- I can't, I shouldn't be using it to screw things in, but I can't help it because yeah. I love it so much. Here's a couple of texts of, of things that uh, the dads do. Uh, I love this. <laughs> this is great. 
Dads can't tie down a load in a bed of a truck without saying, that ain't, that ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yes. And then it all flies out. Uh, oh, no. When I, when I say it, and I'm not even a dad, it ain't going anywhere. Ain't going. Uh, here's another one that this person admits. Shakes my glass of whiskey before every sip, and my wife hates the noise of ice hitting the glass. Yeah. So you I, take I, it like I, a little, I, little jiggle, right? Rattle, rattle it around a little bit. I that's love help, the sound of the. That's to help cool it off a, a tad bit, I think, to to circulate the the coolness of the. Is that the drink. same concept behind a, a when someone holds a um like a brandy? Um, well, that's that's aerating. Okay, that's getting and and they swift uh, kind of uh, swing it around a little right. bit. That's supposed to get air into okay. it. Same thing with wine. wine yeah. uh, but if it's got rocks in there, if it's got glass or, or I mean glass, <laughs> there's not enough glass in my drink. <laughs> uh, my gums are not bleeding as much as they should be. Damn it! <laughs> this is this recently broken? Excuse me. There's not enough broken glass for my drink. <laughs> and shrapnel too, and a few firecrackers. <laughs> <laughs> I still have some cheese left. All morning. I'm thinking of one word and saying another one all morning long. It's okay. Ice, not glass. Uh, right? If you have ice in there and you, you shake it around, it's it's akin to, you know, the old bun yeah. thing, shaken or stirred. Right. Actually, stirred is, is is a better way to go about it sometimes. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, let, <laughs> let me go to uh, let me go to Carl next. Hey, Carl, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, bud. What do you want to add to the conversation? So I never knew the word gristle was a thing until you go out with your dad to eat steak. Oh. And when they when they cut into it, they the texture of the steak is all they talk about. That, that okay. is too grisly. I know too some grisly, people. Like, yeah. I never knew the word existed. I didn't even know what gristle was. My, so, you know, you go out with your dad. Yeah, no, there are some people and some, you know, who actually like the gristle. Are you, are you, yeah, I, to well, me, the fat I could see, but I don't know about the gristle. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty nasty. Thanks, Carl. I always think of Casey, the great outdoors. Yes. At the end, he's eating the old 96ers. <laughs> Nothing but fat and gristle left on that plate. Yep. Oh, yeah, He's got to finish it. Uh, I reached a new, I th- I don't know if this is a, a level of dadness or madness or whatever, but I have uh, now perfected the art of cracking an egg with one hand. Oh. Cracking and, and then splattering it on the griddle. Yep. That's a fun one. Thank you. That's fun to say. (laughs) I'm doing it. Uh, This one says dads roll jelly beans between their fingers while eating them. No, they don't. I don't do that. I don't eat jelly beans. Uh. I'm going to roll this jelly bean between my fingers. (laughs) Pay careful attention, Nancy. I'm going to use this on you. Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) I don't like jelly beans, so I would not do that. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know about rolling uh, rolling this. No. Uh, here we go. Dads will forget that Marissa's bringing these, these <laughs> from texts. Uh, dads can't pass a line of traffic without saying, good thing we aren't going that way. <laughs> uh, dads will forget their keys in the house, walk back in, grab them, and say... Can't go anywhere without these, even if no one is around. Oh, if, if if nobody's around, they'll say that. Okay. Can't go anywhere without these. <laughs> okay. You thought he was saying, can't go anywhere with these. My dad these doesn't if say If nobody's around. He doesn't no, do that. No, he's a cursor. So okay. it's just a curse. So you know either he left the keys, he left the wallet, he... 
I don't know, anything. Yeah. It's just a curse. I, I berate myself. That's what I do. I, 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 my go-to is I am so effing stupid. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I curse at myself all yeah, yeah. the time. And it's, Kathy, it's more <laughs> often about something I yeah. left upstairs after I just went downstairs. And I'm like, you effing idiot. And you know what? My wife jumps in and defends me. She, she, like, she'll, she'll give me crap about other things, but when I berate myself, everyone does that. Yeah. So, I said, thank you, honey. That's what you're there for. Yeah. All right, anyhow, interesting observations, and it all started with the fact that uh, dads shake uh, snacks in their hands before they eat them. All right, I want to take a break because we got some bizarre files to get to, so we will be back in just a moment. Stay back. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. The Beep File, brought to you by Horizon Services. It's easy to buy a new home comfort system with Horizon's Fall into Savings event. Get up to $1,500 back on qualifying systems and up to 20% off select new system installs. Visit horizonservices.com. Well, a Texas groom shot in the chest at his own wedding party and even his new bride is refusing to help investigators. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't snitch. Officers believe the groom, who has not been identified, was blasted after a fight (laughs) with one of his guests at the celebration in suburban Houston on Thursday night. Someone didn't get their chicken franchise. uh, Both the shooter and the injured groom fled the scene but the newly married man was found bleeding at a house across the street. He was airlifted to a local hospital in critical condition. Uh, he was later upgraded to stable condition as expected to survive. So no description as to what caused this? Witnesses on the scene have been uncooperative. 
Uh, police at the house uh, have been detained until we can get their witness. Their people have been detained until we can get their witness statements, said the uh, uh, police. Uh, the bride has been seen, had been seen running in the street screaming, where is he? I need to find him after the shooting. But she's not saying anything. Well, you know what? You always want to remember your wedding. You want to stand out from the other weddings. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a shooting is what you need. Yeah, right in the chest. Yeah. A driver faces assault charges after police say he slammed on his brakes and caused a motorcycle to crash on a bridge. Oh. Uh, the motorcyclist eventually ended up in the Missouri River, though how he ended up in the water remains unclear. No one's talking. Timothy Walker was charged with assault and armed criminal action. The motorcyclist, Timothy Perkins, is presumed dead. His body has not been found. Perkins was married to a woman who is dating Walker. So Perkins was the guy on the motorcycle. Right. He was married to a woman who is dating the guy in the truck. So was he pursuing this person? Yes. Okay. Shortly after midnight Sunday, police say Walker driving a truck was being chased by Perkins on the motorcycle. Atop the bridge, police say Walker slammed on his brakes, causing Perkins' motorcycle to slam into the back of his truck. Truck beats motorcycle. Yeah, police say evidence from the scene shows Walker then put his truck in reverse and ran over Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> and then continued east from the bridge. Walker, so they worked it out. Walker told uh, police that Perkins had waved a gun at him during the chase, and that's why he slammed on his brakes. He denied uh, putting his truck in reverse, though. Walker admitted to leaving the scene of the crash and told police he later threw his cell phone out the window. Love is a fickle thing, isn't it? Yes. Police say they found a gun and two different magazines in Perkins' motorcycle. Mm. Uh, fishermen heard someone yell uh, for the help and then saw a body go underwater. So that's pretty Jeez. messed up, yeah. All right, this is weird. A set of deer antlers was mysteriously <laughs> left at the scene of a burglary in which nothing was taken on Tuesday night. Antlers! Police are still trying to piece together the mysterious burglary. My it, name's Cole Brady. I'm going to investigate this crime. Uh, in which a, uh, a shed was broken into, but nothing was stolen, and an angle grinder and the deer skull with antlers was left behind. Antlers! A wetsuit was removed from the shed, but that was left at the scene. <laughs> What, how many more random items can you uh, have This is crazy. <laughs> Police are hoping that the impressive deer antlers will be recognizable to someone and will assist in their inquiries so they can track where it came from. Uh, while coronavirus uh, lockdowns caused many men across the world to grow their hair longer than usual, none compare with Vietnam's, uh, I don't know, I forgot how you pronounce N-G-U-Y-E-N as a name. Oh, God, yeah. Um, it's not Nguyen, but anyhow. Is it, is it- Win Van Chin, who has uh, gone almost 80 years without getting his hair cut. 80 years? The 92-year-old is a proud owner of a 5-meter-long dreadlocks. 15 uh, feet? Yeah. Uh, owing to his belief in a faith that prescribes leaving untouched what a person is born with. He said, I believe if I cut my hair, I will die. He's right. I dare not to change anything, not even combing it. Uh, I only nurture it, uh, covering it in a a scarf to keep it dry and clean and looking nice. So how does he clean 15 feet of hair? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we're looking at it. There's no way this is clean. It it probably stinks Mm -hmm. to high heaven. It's a knotted mess. I used to know a guy who was a sound guy when Rock Lobster was around, and he would run the sound for the bands there. And I remember one time he had dreads, and I was like, like, dude, your dreads are awesome. And he goes, oh, thanks. And he reaches into, he had these big baggy pants. He reaches into his pockets. 
what I didn't realize is like half his hair was in his pocket. Was in his pocket? Yeah. He pulls it out and it hits the ground. And I'm Jesus. like, Jesus. How is that even possible? So a friend of mine used to have they they make like a special. It's almost like a like a deodorant for your hair, like a like a treatment that you spray oh, okay. if you have dreads. That's supposed to be oh. like a cleaning agent. Yeah, because yeah. they're 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 collecting dirt and stuff. Yeah, my friend Eric had them, and uh, I, you know if, if we were ever like partying or you know you know, had to sleep at somebody's place, sleep it off. He had his pillow with him. I mean, the, he would just sleep on his dreads. Wow, it, it was nice oh, and soft. My balls. Yeah. Uh, Chian said, "I only nurture it, cover it." We already covered that part. He said uh, he worships nine powers and seven gods and believes that it was his calling to grow his hair, which he bundles up under an orange turban. Uh, he was required to trim it when at school, but left after third grade and decided never to cut comb or wash it again. Wow. And it's 15 feet long. It's just too much work. They have to be the longest in the world, I would imagine. So. And I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. All right. And you know what? We're wrapping up there. We'll come back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Horizon Services. The Fall into Savings event is finally here from Horizon. Heater tune-ups are now only $59. Call 484-821-3443 or visit horizoneasybook.com. All right, Steve, what is going on today? Well, Nicki Minaj called Miley Cyrus a Purdue chicken after Cyrus included a dig lyric in one of her songs saying she prefers listening to Cardi B. Minaj went further paraphrasing the old Purdue ad slogan saying, quote, it takes a tough man to make a whore. <laughs> Friends of Mama June Shannon say they fear for her safety because they believe she's under the control of her boyfriend, Gino Doke. Many of those friends believe Gino is both devious and brilliant, noting that they've often heard him uh, count to ten. <laughs> oh, my They're very God. impressed by that over there. Hulk Hogan's daughter and Amazon, Brooke Hogan, is the latest proponent of goat yoga, saying having the animals balance on her strengthens her core. Brooke does admit that because she's a bit larger, she's considering skipping it up to buffalo yoga. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trip. Whatever happened to her? Remember she was, they were trying to make her a music star for a little while That was there. the whole uh, focus of Hogan Growing Up bad, Hogan. Growing or Up Hogan. Or, or yeah. Hogan yeah. Best. Was it Hogan Hogan was best. best? Yeah. And, uh, and then it's, I guess she's still trying. But okay. I think that hit's going to come any day now. Any day now. Yeah, we right. have a buffalo on her. Back. All right. Uh, we have John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington, by the way. That's right. Uh, joining us in just a moment to talk about Tenet because he's the star of the movie. So Yuki's his uncle, right? Um, oh. You assume? No, no, no. Uh, Yuki's his mother. No, because he is uh, he is uh, Denzel's cousin. Ah, so it would be John grandson. David's cousin as well. No, they're not. Uh, they're not brothers because that would if he, if it was John, if, yeah, if Yuki right. was John's uncle, that would be Denzel's brother. So he's his grandsister. He's his grandsister. <laughs> I think is how that works out. I think yeah. I think Yuki and Denzel are cousins. Are so they then, cousins? So John David would be cousin first removed. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. We're all clear on that. Great. Not yeah, really. Glad we got that cleared up. Cool. All right. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. We'll start with this. A man in Brisbane, Australia returned home to find two huge snakes so big that they had actually fallen through his kitchen ceiling on Monday. The carpet pythons measured nine and a half feet and 8.2 feet long, according to snake catcher Steve Brown, 
who removed them from the property. Fortunately, some funnel-web spiders came running out from under the couch and killed them. He said both these snakes were two of the fattest snakes I've seen, as in the amount of muscle they had. He's a fat snake. He said they were very well fed. The snake catcher posted the shocking find on Facebook, including a number of incredible photos in the post. <laughs> Does anyone give a rat's ass about that in Australia with all the stuff that can kill you? Brown revealed that his customer had found two very large coastal carpet pythons in his house. When he got home, he said it wasn't until I got there that I found out that they had come crashing through the customer's uh, ceiling in the kitchen. That freaking big. When Brown arrived, he found one of the snakes next to the front door, the other one in the bedroom. Uh, the snake catcher said that it is breeding season for the snakes, and it's likely the two males were fighting over a nearby female uh, could have, who could have been in the roof or somewhere around the house. So they might have another one lurking. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, they were relocated about a half mile away from the man's house. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just throw them out the window? <laughs> in a state forest. It's all right. We put them in your backyard. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is terrible. A Dallas man confessed to killing his wife and two children, and he said he did it because he had a headache and they were being too loud. Murder. His own family. James Lee Webb called Come police on. about an hour after fatally shooting his wife, Victoria Bunton, and her, their two teenage sons. Horrible in East Dallas. Uh, the complainant and the suspect woke up together, began arguing about 10 a.m. because the suspect had a headache, and the complaint, uh, the complainant and two children were being too loud. During the argument, the suspect produced a handgun, shot the complainant at least two times, causing her death, and then turned his weapon on the teens. Unbelievable. Waited an hour before calling 911. The suspect stated, according to the police, uh, that he was tired of all three of the victims yelling and telling him that there was nothing wrong with him, so he shot them. Uh, Webb, who was charged with capital murder, was booked into the Dallas County Jail, so you can bet he's going to jail for a long time. If it wasn't that, it would have been something else. In California, a bear wandered inside a grocery store on Tuesday night, nonchalantly grabbed a bag of Tostitos chips in his mouth, and then headed back outside, and it was all caught on camera. And he wasn't wearing a mask. Adina Bedu shot the video at the Safeway grocery store on the northern shore of Lake Tahoe near the Nevada border. <laughs> Bedu was walking out of the store with her cart, and that's when she took the first video showing the bear eating garbage next to a trash can. He went outside. It's like being at Wawa. Yeah. He's just hanging out by the trash can <laughs> and uh, munching on his Tostitos. Stuff is great. Mm-hmm. I always come to Wawa's garbage. Uh, Bedu then took her cart to her van and came back to shoot the other two videos. And during that time, the bear had wandered inside the store. I mean, he walked past like fresh, like food, yes. right? Like yeah, he walked yeah. past like. There's no accounting for taste. <laughs> no. Well, bears love. Do they love like donuts and chocolate? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, sure thing. Uh, so he wasn't in there for long, however. Like chocolate as... croissants. They're really good. <laughs> You're like, pal, shut the oh, oh, my God. It's like chocolate in a croissant. Uh, video Delicious. shows the bear. I often wonder if you could take two pieces of Wonder Bread and put a Hershey bar between them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they show, the video shows the bear grabbing the bag of chips and wandering away. Mm. No injuries were reported. He was just uh, going in to pick up some snacks. That's pretty much it. All right, and then one last thing. Let's go with this. The Vatican is establishing a new department that will try to disassociate the reverence of the Virgin Mary 
with Italian organized crime. Mafia groups have for more than a century uh, misused the figure of the Virgin Mary, one of the most important biblical characters and symbols in Catholicism, to bolster their legitimacy. The new department at the Pontifical International Marian Academy, the Vatican's premier academy for Mariology, which is the part of Christian theology dealing with the mother of Jesus Christ, now wants to put an end to it. Jesus Christ. In a letter to... <laughs> In a letter to uh, Father Stefano Cecchin, uh, uh, Pope Francis welcomed the move, saying I that... I don't think the Virgin Mary should be associated with the Mafia. Uh, saying that it aimed to free the Madonna from superstructures, powers, or conditioning that does not correspond to the gospel criteria of justice, liberty, honesty, and solidarity. Mafia groups have hijacked the Madonna's veneration in order to present themselves as having God on their side. Yes. So they're not having it in at the uh, Vatican, so they're going to try to end that somehow or another. All right, that's what I have in the bizarre file. Our guest is on the line and ready to go. He's in the Buzz movie. Yes, this is the first real big movie to come out Yeah, uh, in COVID times. And from one of the most uh, prominent directors around. That is absolutely correct. So the film is called Tenet. Yes. And let's find out about it. Please welcome the star of the film, Mr. John David Washington. To the show this morning. John David, good morning, sir. Good morning. I have to say, I was cracking up with the the voice echo. Can we have more of that during our interview? Absolutely. You want an honor to have you on this movie that apparently highlights in a version. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, John David. I'm motivated now. (laughs) Before we go anywhere with the film, and we're going to dive deep into this, we were were discussing your relation to Yuki Washington. And is he... Is he a cousin first, or do you even know Yuki Washington, who is an anchor here in Philadelphia? I, I uh, yeah, I, uh, the, the, I, I just, I think I just came into this information. Okay, <laughs> okay. Right. okay. We, we've always known him as, as your dad's cousin, so we assumed you're right. your yeah. cousin first removed or something like that. Well, they, they both have good hair, so you must be in the same. <laughs> Done deal. That's, that's the telltale sign. <laughs> Done deal. Okay, so Tenet, written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan's movies tend to confuse me. They're amazing, but they are... Memento. you, you got to pay attention, yes. man. Um, <laughs> no. Tell us about you as an actor, reading the script, following the storyline. Did it take some work? Well, um, it took a lot of work. Uh, listen, I'm a college-educated man. I feel like I'm I'm not an idiot. I, I can I'm pretty confident. And it took me four hours to read a script. So I was for the first time I read it. It was uh, it's it's that complex. But at the same time, um, it's actually at least with the story, with the characters, it's it's easier to follow. And I would suggest when people watch this, just trust the characters and enjoy what you're watching because it is a spectacle. It's a it's an event film, and uh, it's. it's it's something unlike anything we've ever seen before. Well, you know, it's funny because they made a big thing out of the fact that Tom Cruise actually, you know, went out to see the movie in a theater. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a Chris right. Nolan is known for that, that, that sort of impact, that sort of buzzworthy film. And he's known to be very meticulous. What was your experience? Because you've worked with Spike Lee and you've worked with some great directors. What was the experience like with Christopher Nolan? 
You know, it exceeded my expectations. I mean, this is the, you know, this is a master. I think he's one of the greatest directors of all time. So I was, you know, I was coming in, you know, humble, ready to go, actor for hire. Yes, sir, no, sir, point me where, and I'll say the line exactly how you want. But it was quite the opposite experience. He wanted, he really wanted, I felt like a, uh, like a teammate, you know, like a, like a collaborator, like a collaborator. Wow. And that uh, was a great feeling that he trusted my instincts, wanted my instincts. He wanted, um, spontaneity he welcomed you know ad-libbed and that you know and then just um being able to go with the flow i mean he literally said to me um like we'll adjust to you he said that from time to time when you now when christopher nolan the great christopher nolan says don't worry about it we'll adjust to you do what you do uh you don't think that's real it's like okay so i must be an exception right now this isn't really happening so uh so just to, i say that story to say that he just had a, a great amount of trust and belief in me and uh well, I, I couldn't believe it it was great that's amazing because when you talk of uh, directors on that level and uh, Christopher Nolan also did uh, the amazing Dunkirk and, and, so, and so many other movies when they're that able to d- direct that big they usually don't have time to indulge or, or seek the input from the actor so the fact that he did that has got to be a big compliment I mean, it just it just goes to to why I think there's a there's a reason why his, his films are consistent and why we keep going back and he's always you know pushing the culture forward and and I think I got I was made privy to why you know I got to peek behind the curtain and see why because I think he really enjoys performance I think he loves um, yeah. what actors bring to it and I think he relies on uh, performances more than I thought more than I gave him credit for for his high concept crazy um, <laughs> you know themes so so at the heart of it he's still just telling a story about human being so, so well, well sometimes human being so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to do uh, i'm sure virtually impossibly but give us a sort of succinct teaser syn- synopsis of what we can expect in this film because i don't know anybody who has a grasp on a, on exactly what it's about um, well, you, you take the spy espionage action high octane genre, put it in a Christopher Nolan blender, and you will have a smoothie like you've never had. <laughs> well, that that was well done. Well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Echo, please. If you want to see the reverb on that, save. Okay. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, John David, can I just switch gears uh, one second? Because uh, I-, I loved your character in uh, the show Ballers on HBO, and I had n- and I had no idea why you were so good and so believable as a football player in that show. You played like college ball and were drafted by, or actually, I'm sorry, you were invited to the uh, the Rams uh, football camp in, in like 2006. Is that correct? That's correct. I was an undrafted free agent. I attended Morehouse College, you know, broke some records. Very proud of those. And uh, right after I broke some records and was the man, I sat the bench in St. Louis for two years. So um, <laughs> I guess you can say I was doing a lot of character study. Uh, <laughs> well, you got there, man. That's yeah. still an amazing achievement. Yeah. So what is what it was training camp like? Because, I mean, we're, we're going, um, not we, but uh, they're going through it right now. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think about those guys, especially people that were in my position, the undrafted rookies, that you need all the reps you can get. You need tape, you need film, you need those preseason games. So I can't imagine what they're going through, you know, with the COVID situation that uh, the reps are, have been sort of taken from them due to the uh, pandemic and safety first. Camp was was, was hard, um, not just the physical part of it, obviously, but there was the mental, mental part because at any moment you felt like you can get cut. 
even when you make the team, or when I, in my case, I made the um, the practice squad, which you're part of the team until Sunday. Every week, you didn't know if you're on a chopping block or not. So, like the, the show Hard Knocks, I don't know if y'all familiar. With uh, that. Yeah, I yeah, watch it religiously. Yeah. It, it, it really accurately depicts what it's like and what the experience is. And imagine that, though, through the whole season. That was kind of my life during St. Louis. So I enjoyed it, though. I loved it, but I didn't know if I was going to be there every week. So every week was like the Super Bowl week for me. It was like um, Every practice was like a game for me. I took it very seriously because I had to. I had to fight for everything, every paycheck I got in the league. And uh, it sort of prepared me because I've taken those same uh, lessons and those same preparation into the work I have today. So even if I see my name, on the call sheet, yeah. whether it be one or fifty-seven, I'm like, this could be my last day. Yeah, me. So I, you know, I always keep that mentality with me always. Yeah, I, well, listen, you had to, you have to have a certain like discipline in order to reach the levels that you reached in football. I, I don't recall who your coach was, whether it was uh, Dick Vermeil or Jeff Fisher. It was uh, it was uh, Scott Linehan. Scott, Lin- oh, okay, yeah, he was only there for a hot minute, I guess. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to quickly, I know we have limited time with you. I wanted to ask you, you also have Michael Caine, Kenneth Branagh in the movie, and you have the new Batman, Robert Pattinson. Did he get word that he got that role while you were filming? Well, let me just tell you, I'll put it like this. He was born to play the role. How he, I think his Bruce Wayne is going to be incredible. And I think that's the key to Batman. Like, what is, how, how is Bruce Wayne? Because we know what the vigilante is. So uh, I think he's a remarkable artist, and uh, he's going to kill it. Love there's it. a trailer out already, and he looks great. So. He does, he does. And this trailer for Janet looks fantastic. Everyone's very excited. Yeah, yeah. and Thank excited you. to go see a movie, which, yeah. is, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> You know, yeah. All right, well, listen, Tenet in theaters. We're looking forward to it. Yes. All right, thank you, John David. Good to have you on this morning. John David uh, Washington. Best best of luck, man. We'll talk to you. Well, so you tell Yuki you said hi. All right, see you later. I met his dad once in 1996. You did? Yeah, I uh, I think I told you guys this. Were you at the Olympic? No, I was in L.A., LA, and and I I had to get a passport. I was in the federal building in L.A. Oh, my God, it's Nick Well, So, you know, it's just one of those things, Steve. We're like, we got in the elevator at the same time, and then we were both heading out of the parking lot in the same direction. His car was parked two cars down from where mine was. I swear to God, I wasn't following him. But for me, it's meeting one of the greatest actors of all time. For Denzel, it's the schlub in the in the you know in the elevator. And but you could, remember it forever, forever. Yeah, and yeah. he could not have been a nicer guy. We had a brief exchange. Um, I told him that Glory was one of my all time favorite movies, and he asked me if I'd seen Courage Under Fire, which yeah. was out of the time. And I lied and I said, Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, but I hadn't seen it yet. But uh, I love know. animated movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's live action. I'm wondering how I would be with with Denzel face to face because we had. We had Jay Farrow in here who does the most spot on Denzel Washington <laughs> yeah. uh, impression. And so he turned it on me and acted as if he, I was speaking to Denzel. And he intimidated the hell out of yeah. me with Denzel's, you know, intimidating character right. roles. Like the, well, the equalizer, you know, or, or yeah. training day. Or, or, yeah, or he, he was kind of... I got the feel of of uh, Frank from uh, American Gangster yeah, that yeah. he was throwing at me, and and I was just like, man, I think I would cave yeah. around yeah. Denzel. He's so suave, smooth, excellent, intimidating, good looking. He's everything. He's so man. good. The Equalizer Two was on last night. They're oh. making another one. Yeah, and just the way he's interacting with the people that get in and out of the lift. You know, he's a lift driver. You yeah. know, and his 
you see how a pro does, you see how a masterful actor does those things that, and you go, oh, oh wow, that was cool. You know, uh-huh. so, something that seems very pedestrian to us, they make it work. He's great. And the, the line that you get from Denzel in, in most movies when you know that in just a short amount of time you're going to die is, my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he floors, my Did man. I do that? <laughs> right? No, that was she, Little White. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain Denzel Washington would hate my guts. I just—he's actually know. said it yeah. publicly. <laughs> why? Why do you? Why I do you don't think? know. Probably because um, the Running Away Club. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or the Pine Club. All right, all right. Club. You want to run away? <laughs> okay, all right. all right. But you don't. You okay, stay. and you do what you need to do. What are you running from, son? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't run away. You make it run to you. <laughs> That's how you do it. Denzel confronts. You compel it to run to you. The running away club. <laughs> What's your favorite Denzel movie? Malcolm X. Is it okay? I it's, think it's, a, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, there's so many. Yeah, oh. Glory is incredible. Glory is a masterpiece. Um, Malcolm X, I think, is is uh, Spike Lee's. Though a Black Klansman, we just um, yeah. Uh, but uh, that, that's great as well. But Malcolm X is is the masterpiece. Uh, but Flight. Uh, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is. This, if Man. you want to see an incredible sequence when the plane is going down and he he calls he calls in the stewardess and says you know because he knows the black box recorder is on if you have so, say, you want to say something to your family say it here you know get it on get it on the recording it's just like unbelievable yeah that movie takes some turns you don't expect I thought Literally, it was a, I thought it was a movie about. Flying, yeah. It's a movie about alcoholism, really. It's yeah. about a zebra that enters the. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's crazy. Oh, that's a very different movie. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that's why I didn't. You know what? Me. Hang on a second, Nick. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his IMDb because, and I know we we got to take a break here in just a second. But. Says he tri- he uh, medaled in taekwondo at the. Oh, Olympics. I did not know that. That was George Lopez. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything from um, the Equalizer, the two Equalizer movies, Flight. I'm just gonna go down these and uh, and I'm, I'm gonna skip a few along the way because yeah. God, American Gangster. Wow. Great movie. Wow. Uh, Manchurian Candidate, uh, which is a remake. Antoine Fisher, man, that was he's more of a supporting character in there, yeah. but he was he was fantastic in that. John Q is a good movie. Training Day, obviously amazing. Academy Award. Remember the Titans, the Hurricane, the Bone Collector is one that I like too. Uh, Hurricane, man, he's a badass in that. Uh, Fallen uh, is a pretty intense Fallen movie. Fallen is a good movie. Yeah. Fire truck. Fallen is a good movie. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> People forget that it's it's, it's it's a genre movie. It's like yeah. a horror movie, but it's really good. Has he, he ever done a comedy? Yes, he did. Uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> which is also hashtag Philadelphia. It's him and Tommy. It's a buddy movie. Yeah. And, uh, it was a guy. sequel to Turner and Hooch. <laughs> yeah, uh, you kind of skipped over Inside Man. And if you haven't seen Inside I don't know Man, that movie, it, yeah. it's really really good. Um, Clive Owen plays a, a bank robber, and Denzel's trying to crack uh, who, who's stealing these diamonds, and uh, it's very tense, but it's really well done. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm going in reverse order, in reverse chronological order. Um, Crimson Tide, that's guilty pleasure. Yes. Uh, Philadelphia is a great movie. Pelican Brief, uh, Malcolm X. Obviously mentioned that's probably my favorite 
performance of his, uh, Glory, is incredible. It's just incredible. Um, Who, and, and then it starts to go down to his TV stuff. Like, he was on St. Elsewhere, man. Yeah. He was. He did TV work. Uh, just a, an amazing talent. But, yeah, I would eat Nick. If I was if I was front uh, face-to-face with him, I'd be yeah. scared. It's a little intimidating. Yeah, but he's, he's amazing. Yeah, Yuki's much nicer. Than, I mean, not that Denzel isn't nice, but Yuki's less intimidating, I should say. <laughs> Wait, did Yuki just tweet it? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yuki tweeted out to us, gentlemen, his grandfather and my grandfather were first cousins. I've been told D and I are second cousins once removed. So third cousins, question mark? Okay. As far as John David, so. So Yuki is not Denzel's grand sister. No. no. He's his second cousin. <laughs> okay. Once removed. I, I, I have no ability to perceive or or... Work these first and second cousin scenarios out. I don't understand. I think it's just enough that he shares a bloodline. That they, and you know what? I'm sure Denzel says he's thrilled to share the same bloodline with Yuki Washington. I'm I'm uh, on 23 and Me, and and oh, they, they, they show these graphs. Yeah, that explain very clearly how the one true thing. You know, they, they've got yeah. you mm-hmm. know uh, arrows pointing to and and I still <laughs> can't get it. Don't understand. I, I don't. My care. dad. No, my dad. Totally gets that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he can, oh, yeah, that's your third cousin twice removed, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he can explain oh, yeah. it all he can, out? He can tear right through this. My cousins do this all the time, and it doesn't matter to me. We're cousins, and that's all Identical that matters. Cousins. <laughs> We're, <yeah>. Cousins. <laughs> Identical cousins. Identical cousins, and you'll find they walk alike, they talk alike, at times but, they No, I found alike. that I have, like, like, in the area, I have fourth cousins. They're nowhere near really related to me. You know what I mean? Hello, some my that, name is Reginald Elliott. Some that you would consider, uh, you know, a member of the family. Sure. So, it does make It'd a difference. Right is this the chart that you're talking about from 23andMe here? Some, it's not, this one's not from 23andMe, okay. but it's similar to it. Yeah, and, and you can see how far you have to go back uh, to grandparents, you know, and a couple of different grandparents down the road uh, to say that, yeah, you're my third cousin. And you're it's so far Thanks. away that it's like, like Jebediah Elliott. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> All right, anyhow. He actually is from Shelbyville. I love you guys. <laughs> I, sometimes I hate you guys, but like right now. Right now you, you love me? Yes. And us, all of us. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, and uh, we'll test your knowledge on today's program on the lesson questions. Stay there. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WNMR. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 